Athletic Show episode 79, NBA preview part one. This is only going to take us about six hours, so yeah, we've got Twain and Aiden. How are you, Twain? Good, we're good. Uh, looking forward to diving into this. It's been a long time, but yeah, we get started. Next, is it next week when it starts? So yeah. Not too far away. Mm. Just under two weeks mm. to start, I think. Aiden, how are you? Yeah, good man, good. Excited for some basketball. It's quite, it's sort of funny, eh? Like it's come around quickly, but at the same time, we've been waiting for a while. It, it's it's weird. It's like it, it just never ends these days, doesn't it? it <clears throat> it's just twenty four seven NBA stuff. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because like, was it just yesterday that the, it was the one year anniversary of the photo with Rondo and his kids celebrating the title? And it seems, skull. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like that was like at least 18 months ago. So it, it is like it has been quick, you know. There was a whole other season in there. It's pretty amazing, it's just, eh? One year yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. And there was a whole extra season squeezed into that one year. So it, it's it has come around quick, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very odd. Uh, I think the season actually starts next week as well. I think, it, I think it was next week. Yeah. Oh, so it is a week away. Yeah. 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 A, w- a week today. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Nice. I thought it was two weeks for some reason, but. Yeah. Kick, kicks off with the Bucks in the net. Oh, that's a goodie to start. I like that. We'll see if a certain uh, player will be playing or not. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have too many days left to get his vaccine if he wants to play. And it, it's yeah. Kyrie, talk of the town. Um. Yeah. So we we do want to start. We want to have, we'll have a quick chat about Kyrie. Quickly. Um. How does it hamper the team to start with? Like, what does this mean for the Nets? Marcus has made a. He's made a call. No. If you're only going to be part time, you can't be part of the team. Uh. One. Uh. Aiden, I'll start with you. What do you think about Marcus's call there? And two, how does Kyrie not being there affect this team? Um, I think I think for starters, it was actually it was Marks, the team owner, Harden and Durant that all made the decision together. Um, so I I think when you when you do it like th- when it's like when you've got Harden and Durant involved, I actually think it, it, it it's probably more beneficial because it means they're on the, you know they're obviously probably talking to Kyrie saying, hey look man, you need to get this done for the good of the team for the for the title. Um, but it, yeah, like they're, they're not taking his shit, you know? Um, and I also like that they left Steve Nash out of it because if, if Kyrie did go and get it, you still don't want that rift between coach and player. Like Steve Nash has said all the right things every time he's been asked. Um, you know, he said, oh, we hope he plays, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, um, I admire the... I don't want to say bravery, but I guess the balls to make this decision. You know, Kyrie is one of the biggest players in the NBA, one of the most popular players in the NBA, and he also appeals to a, a specific crowd that not too many players do appeal to. Um, you know, the same ones that Jonathan Isaac appeals to. So it's uh, it, it's good that they... Um, you know, held a hard line instead of instead of caving to Kyrie, I think. Yeah, Twain, what what are your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I'm not sure Aiden's touched on too, cause, um, but um, like I do understand where they're coming from because like if you think of it in sport, like the most important thing are, I feel like personally in the team sport anyway is just to build that chemistry. And if he's not going to be there full time, you know, that's just taking away you know, to, you know, build a rapport with his teammates. Like even going back to the last year, did they only play, what, eight, nine games together? Like even and now this stuff, it doesn't give them enough time to build that chemistry and you know get to know your teammates and all that sort of thing um and at the end of the day the Brooklyn you know they made these moves the Kyrie the KD the Harden for the ultimate purpose of winning a championship and by making that decision what they did today or you know whenever it was um you know it's just really put forward that the need for them to win that title and if Kyrie then you know you got to just move on and try and do it without it you know mm. so yeah I, I the organization's point of view like you know, ultimately, we're just trying, you know, the, the clock is ticking for a lot of these guys. Um, KD's like 30, Harden's 30, 30, and then obviously, you know, all the older guys on the team, like Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, they're all in the, you know, 30s range trying to get that ring. So the clock's ticking for them. So having, have, making the decision to get Kyrie, you know, just move it along so it's not a distraction where he decides mm. to come back or not, you know, just move the team that they've already had. So yeah, I'm 100% behind what they've done. Yeah, and I think that's the the biggest thing here is they've made a hardline call before the season started. Mm. And as you say, Aiden too, like Katie and Harden having a part in this decision too, like shoulders the responsibility onto them too. So Kyrie can't just be a dip towards yeah. uh, um, like management nice. or Nash or whoever. Like it's Katie and Harden, like they're his peers and... Yeah, so so if he if he sort of goes back against Katie and Harden, what's that sort of saying, you know? So I, I like that from them. Um, whether you agree with Kyrie or not, you know, that I don't really care. But um, I do like that the team has made that hard call before the season has started. So yeah, yeah, I give it to them for doing that. Um, yeah, and you know, it's quite I'm. It's Kyrie's personal choice if if he wants to sacrifice games and stuff. That's that's up to him. But at the end of the day, it's a team sport, and yeah, and yeah, you sort of have to get with the times. Whether you sort of yeah like it or not, it's it's a it's a it is a toughie. I mean, not in a toughie to to get or anything, but it yeah, it's one of those things outside of sport. It's sort of dumb how these outside influences can come in onto sport um, and affect decisions, but it's unfortunately where they're located and stuff is just one of the things you have to do to, to get on with things. So um, I like the call from, from the team there. Um, just giving everyone to, and giving the rest of the roster a chance to, to know where they're at. Um, and hey, it might might sort Kyrie out, you know. It's like, what are you up to, Kyrie? There's no burning sage sort of fucking around shit now it's what do you really want to do do you want to stand by what you've said or do you want or do you want to come be a part of this team so mm. yeah um I, I just don't understand like the message that he's trying to get like because i you know i always you know have woj and shams on notifications and that when mm. he, they um, tweet and then i saw one today and it's like oh it's not the vex because people lose their jobs but then yeah. last week it was like oh it's the vex 
yeah. if you take the vaccine, it's going to make you the devil or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like the messaging with him. It's like, yeah. no, just pick one and tell us what the real reason is and then just let it be. Like, don't be changing the message all the time. It's like, he's like, it's like, so I'm reading it now. It's like, it says, oh, he doesn't mind. It's more about the people losing their jobs over the vaccine. I was like, yeah. well, the, the contradicts been saying the last couple of weeks so yeah uh, that's 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 quite the contrarian right eh? like like at least when jonathan isaac for example he's clearly stated his reasons he's yeah like you know his intention whereas Kyrie's more just the muck around like oh no i'm just going to go against whatever's going on yeah he's he's been part of the work police you know, let let me be different in you know, the sort of thing. And he's always been like that. And it's just it's just annoying. It's like I yeah, can't imagine yeah. how annoying it would be Sean Marks and Steve Nash, like this affecting their preparation for the season. Like they're trying to go after an NBA title. This fucking shit's just like you know, just it would be like just annoying to deal with it every single day. Because I'm I'm assuming at their media days and press conferences, that's all they get asked about. When Kyrie coming back, why is Kyrie not here? Da 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 da. It's so annoying. Yeah, even with such a talented team, it, it's still a major distraction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, also, if he isn't anti-vaccine, then his, you know, his whole I'm trying to help people thing doesn't really track because, it, like, at first, you know, being hesitant about the vaccine it was, it was completely understandable. Like, you know, I, I was personally as well, but there's enough evidence now to see that it actually does help. Mm. Um, so for him to say, oh, well, no, I'm not getting it as a stand to, you know, to help those people who don't want to get it, it, it seems like really hypocritical. And it sort of comes across to me as him trying to cover his ass and thinking, well, maybe people won't attack me if, if I'm doing it to help these people instead of, you know, because of a fucking Satan computer or something. Um, The other thing, uh, this shit, what it does is it actually takes away from all the good shit that Kyrie Irving does do. Like I've spoken about Mm. it before. Yeah. Um, He does a lot of like charity work. Uh, He donated to the WNBA when they um, were with the lockdown because they weren't getting paid. So he, he donated like literally millions of dollars towards it. Um, oh, he does, yeah, a lot of charity work and all of that's getting forgotten about because, you know, he's being a fuckwit for whatever reason. Controversy sells, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you, would, you just brought up him, like he donated to the WNBA cause. If it's affecting the Brooklyn, if it's that thing with the Brooklyn staff losing their jobs is affecting them so much, why don't you just kind of check all the people and... Yeah, yeah. You know, go, go get a vaccine and then pay yeah. those dudes and then, yeah. yeah. But it's he's just, making that big yeah. fucking decision. Like, it's just way over the top. And it's just like, you do, he does one good thing like that and then does two stupid things like that. But that's always been the thing. He's, you know, tries to, you know, think outside the box and he always, it always seems like there's a distraction with him. And this goes back to mm-hmm. Cleveland, Boston, yep. and even here now in Brooklyn. It's like, there's always something wrong with him. Like, there hasn't been a where he's just been like, you know, from minutes to the end, where it's just been no drama. There's always drama with Kyrie. It's, it's really because, you know, when he was flying back from Australia when he was a kid, the plane just mm. bounced into the ice wall at the, yeah. at the edge of the, 
I've been <laughs> He knocked his head quite a bit on the way back. So, you know, because you can't go around, you have, you have to fly in a direct straight line and bounce off the ice wall. It's, it's, it's so annoying. It's, <laughs> it's like... Such, it should be such a, such a non-story, like not a non-story, but it should be, we should be anticipating hype for the new NBA season. Like we've yeah. got so many teams that are like legit titles, like there's not just a couple, there's a few that are, you know, points to that can win the whole damn thing. We should all be excited, but here we are talking about an anti-vax message and all this kind of shit. It's just, it's so annoying. It's just a human nature, bro, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, and there's another there's another little story going on. <laughs> um, do we quickly? Well, well, before we get into that, because that's your about your team, Twain. Um, mm. Where would we send Kyrie if he is too much of a pain in the ass? What what's a good fake trade? Yeah. China. <laughs> what are they, they sending back from him? A whole uh, franchise? Jim, the Stefan Marbury statue. <laughs> With the Starbury shoes on. Yeah. No, I've I've got a I've got a trade. I got a fake trade. Um, I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but I just thought it was, it was kind of interesting. Um, so Kyrie Irving and Nick Claxton get sent to Indiana for, oh, Malcolm, ahead, Indiana. Brogdon, for Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner, and then mm. you put draft picks wherever or whatever. Um, I don't know. It helps unclog Indiana with their with their big situation, and you know they're trying to get. Right now, they're sort of in no man's land. Mm. Uh, so I think even distractions aside, if if he's on the court playing, Kyrie is an upgrade over Brogdon, a significant one, uh, even though I, I really do like Brogdon. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, Claxton could get some burn there. He he might actually, you know, he'll get more opportunity than he's going to get in Brooklyn and could, could be something. And then Brooklyn get uh, a guy that's going to sit, seriously help their defense and uh brockton who's not a fuckwit that is just if the if the nets are favorites already that team just doubled down on being the favorites man yeah jesus yeah. christ brockton harden kd whoever the fuck you want at the four in miles turner all right jesus blake blake yeah. or Millsap, whoever you want to put in there yeah because you think about it eh? you yeah, get bruce brown or whoever you get the five that you look at their lineup, they just need a five that can defend the room. Miles Turner yeah. fits that perfectly. Plus, he gives them shoot. Then, on the other thing, you know, you might not get 27, 27, 5, and 5, but you're going to get 18, 6, and 7. So, it's not, yeah. you know, from Brogdon, you know, and plus pretty good defense as well. He's he's a pretty good defender. Yeah, he's not on, bad. He's definitely yeah. not bad. And he can play off-ball too. Off-ball, yeah. yeah. Better than Milwaukee. So, yeah, no, I, I do like that trade for um, both teams. And then, like you said, you know, Indiana just gets to build around a star. And I don't know if Indiana is the same as in New York or New Jersey, but, um, yeah, just get them off the books and be done with it from Brooklyn's point of view. Yeah, it's just uh, California and New York. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. With those. Yeah. Uh, I'll just do mine quickly because it was basically nearly the same. I had uh, Levert and Turner. So Levert goes back to, to Brooklyn. Um, then I was sending Kyrie and Dayron Sharp. So pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I had one too. It's not you, your guys' ones, but mine was um, Kyrie for uh, Deontay Murray, Thaddeus Young, and 23 first round picks, but they'll be uh, protect, uh, lottery protection. So gets to go to Texas. The man, the Mandates doesn't have to worry about what they're doing in California. Oh, and, get, 
fucking yeah. hang out with his mate Ted Cruz. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, go you know, even though the reputation they've taken a bit of a hit the last couple of years, it's pretty a pretty solid, you know, franchise that can, you know, got some older heads in the franchise that can help him out with his stuff like Pop and, you know, Arthur I think, and yeah, I, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I um yeah. I like the idea. I think Kyrie would do what Deron Williams did to Jerry Sloan and send him into retirement. Yeah, yeah, one year. That's that's what'll happen. There's yeah. pop side. I, I can't. I'm retiring. I can't see Popovich handling Kyrie. He's he's too old for that shit. Yeah. He's saying, nah, fuck this. And then just on, <laughs> and then just on the back, you know, on the Brooklyn side of it too. So they get back a young, you know, defensive-minded point guard mm. that's coming into his own. I thought he had a really underrated season last year for the Spurs. He did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they get Thaddeus Young, who, you know, I've always liked him. He's a really, you know, four slash, you know, gives you a bit of passing, probably a bit of an upgrade on, you know, someone like, you know, Nick Claxton or whatever the case may be at that forward spot. So, yeah, just, I was just thinking that sort of thing would work. But then you probably have to count like Thursday. If he gets traded, he retires. So, like, who really would trade for him if that's, a, I don't know if that's a threat or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. Who knows? Well, what maybe. Maybe if if he's going to retire, that means his money comes off the books. Maybe mm. Cleveland offers Kevin, Kevin Love for him. Kevin yeah. Love goes to Brooklyn, gets to play 10 minutes a game, shooting things, and go for a title. Kyrie retires. Mm. Cleveland clears that money. Boom. Yep. Done. And Kyrie retires a Cav. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> full That'd circle. A, yeah, in the full circle, all right. Mm. <laughs> Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Paul Millsap all on the same team. Yeah, interesting. 2010, uh, 2014 top 10 power forwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, another character, uh, Ben Simmons. Rocks up and fully to to surprise everybody. What What's up with that, Twain? Like, what's he up to, man? It's it all boils down to the he checked his bank account and realized there was nothing going in. Like, that's what, like, it, it can't be anything else because... Kendall doesn't like it, me anymore. Yeah, I don't even know if he's other anymore. No, no, Devin no, Booker's been with it for years. Yeah, yeah. Because he's or someone I'm else. I'm way up to date. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, he, he likes watching other people being... <laughs> Does he need money to, like, pay for that or something? Or Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, pays, pays, uh, pays Booker. <laughs> to leave the, leave the curtains open. Uh, but yeah, um, I think it's the fact that he looked at his bank account and realized nothing was coming in. And he, you know, because if you follow him on social media, he does like to portray a very lavish lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jimmy Butler him out about that. Yeah. Um, got the cars, got the houses, all that. And I think, you know, not having whatever, how much it was, $18 million I- or whatever. He yeah, just lost like $8 million, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah, just a, yeah. like a couple of weeks ago, like an $8 million check. Yeah. Yeah. It was something like that. that was the whole reason. Like, And then I read um, from Woj that like no one knew that he was back in the movie. He just turned up. <laughs> just showed you know, up. He, yeah, just showed up at the facility, did his COVID test, and then spoke to Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers. Um, it's fucking wild. It's just insane. Like, he just shows up out of nowhere after all the off season like he literally made them fly out to LA told them that they want to hear it and then like a couple weeks later he's like oh here like mm, hi guys hi guys yeah, not, not really awkward much but um I applaud for not buckling 
Like mm. they kept the firm stance right through, said, no, we're not going to trade you. You've got four years left on your deal. Mm. We don't care if you don't like playing with people. You've got, you know, two black socks instead of two white socks or whatever the fucking reason of the league, they just didn't buckle. And I give credit to Mori. He just sat there and said, no, we want you back. We, we're trying to make this work. You know, it's, I don't know if it's not, probably not in Philadelphia sports <laughs> history. It doesn't work at all. But it's a good stance to have. It just shows that, you know, Clutch can't just go into a franchise and go, look, listen to us. You know, we tell you what to do sort of thing. So, yeah, no, it's good that he's back. Obviously, they're a bit asleep and, you know, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Wait and see when they play together. Like, I'm really looking forward to his Philly home when he comes out because I guarantee you they're going to boo the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you even think he's going to play? Like, was this is this just a bit of a hoax from Simmons? Like, I... I think it's anything when he got back there yesterday, I think there's an understanding from both sides that that's like if you play boost your trade value and we'll move you in January or February mm. or whatever it is. That's what I feel like it's like if you just come in and play and show teams what you can do, you know, maybe even seeing what you've been working on in the off season or whatever the case may be, that boosts his value up a little bit and then they'll revisit it in uh January or February. I think there's a handshake deal gonna get moved at some point, but they just need that value to pop up just a little bit for that for the kind of move that they need. So sort of mutual understanding here from both yeah. parties. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I don't think Harden and Houston dog it sort of thing. Um, I think there is a understanding from both sides that they need to come to some sort of agreement because, yeah, like you said, the Philly fans are over it. Um, it seems like Daryl Morey's over it. He wants to start fresh feed and whoever else he has in mind. So, yeah, I think there's a mutual understanding on both sides. Is this a bit of a, you know, a bit of a lean back towards management having a bit of power? This and the Kyrie thing too. Like, mm. is it is the player empowerment sort of taken just a little step back after these two sort of incidents here? Like management sort of had the upper hand really on both of these things, and but just being patient too, and or making a yeah. clear call in Brooklyn's case. Yeah, I think I don't think it's. Is... Yeah, you go, Brett. I was gonna, I was gonna say more the fact that he's got four years left on his deal. Like, you know, you, you can't be like it would be a different story if it was like year left, like Adam, mm. but it's a bit different story when you've got like a you know half a decade almost left on your deal. So, <laughs> yeah. Adam. Uh, shit. What was I was gonna say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think it's like gonna. This is some sort of, uh, like full shift. You know where management have all the power again, um, but it, it is good to see them. I, I don't want to say fighting back, but you, you know, like the the Anthony Davis situation was literally just like bullying a team mm. until they gave him what he wanted, mm. uh, and it, it was it was it was gross, man. I I, I really hated how that was handled, mm. um, but I, I do think players deserve some some kind of freedom uh, but i think it was just yeah shit was going a bit too far with it and i think yeah i think good on on both both teams for yeah it's sorting it's shit funny out. it's funny that you brought us like i think if you guys and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like this is the first like l that clutch has taken like in terms of like not getting the results that they wanted like they've been able to you know iron fist everyone or any one of their clients to this point 
And then with this one, the 76ers side are just like, nah, we're not doing it. And then they even tried late last week, oh, Simmons doesn't like playing with MB. This is the, the time's over. Like, all, all these fucking quotes. And then, you know, come yesterday, you know, the whole, he turns up at the team facility. Like, it's just wild that and the NBA actually stood up to Clutch because they've been dominating mm. the front offices for the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah, for sure they have. Um, yeah. Is, uh, is Kevin Love a Clutch client? Um, I don't just, think so. No, I don't think, think so. Because if, if he was, then that's an L because nobody's <laughs> trading for him. Yeah. Well, he but, got paid. There was a there was a W, but... That, that, <laughs> that was... That, was just Dan Gilbert being pushed off and LeBron left and you like, I need to give somebody, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible call. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Kevin, Kevin, Love, Kevin Love is not represented by Clutch. He's represented no, by no, someone, just Jeffrey just A4. That doesn't look like a complete list, though, because it's missing Trey Young. I know he's Clutch. Um, but, yeah, I've got Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Lonzo, uh, Maxi, Dion Waiters. That's interesting. J.R. Smith, Ben Simmons, DeJounte Murray, Ben McLemore, Taylor Horton Tucker, Montrez Harrell, Draymond Green, KCP, and Miles Bridges. It's funny, um, just to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's funny that you bring his name up because they even tried the bullshit with him this offseason too. Like they were like, oh, he wants to leave because Ben Simmons mm. is going. And then the media asked him about it. <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was like trying to, you know, force Philly to try and get Simmons out of there. Like, even just chucking in a young player like that, like, who, like, what kind of young shit? He's coming off the bench. It's not a star. I think, too, like, if you've got a lot of years left, like, what are you sacrificing? Because, like, as a player, what do you, you know, you just re-upped mm. on a big deal. Like, what are you mm. sacrificing to want to be traded? Like, mm. there's got to be some leeway. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a give, give and take sort of situation eh? you like one side has to get something and the other side has to get something yeah and especially with simmons like what's mm. his reasoning behind wanting to get like he yeah. hasn't it's just like Kyrie. there's no clear intention like yeah tell us your real reasoning like mm. i'm not playing with Embiid. is it's just bullshit because when they, yeah. they have, they've succeeded together they actually yeah, have if you look at from the last couple of years like when they've you know, I read a thing, it was like, oh, because they're a bit on the court together or whatever. But you look at the plus minus, they're like top five in the NBA the last couple of years, both when they're both on the court. So it does work. Certain things on his side that he needs to the table. Like yeah, he needs exactly. to, you know, you know, bring, you know, develop that jump shot or whatever. But that's a whole different thing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right then, boys, let's, should we move on to the main course of tonight? We are doing some award predictions uh-huh. and, and we're going to have a few dark horses there that we'll, we'll add in along the way. Um, also going to throw up like a, a, a trade, a possible trade that could happen during the season. A surprise all-star selection and, and someone that gets snubbed or excluded out of the all-star selection. So, yeah, this is a bit of a tradition for us. We've done it the last few years. Um, this is going to be part one of our sort of season preview. Next week we'll be doing bit of a power ranking within the teams and this is yeah more about the individual awards and team awards um what we're predicting for the season so yeah we're just going to get straight into it um i'll just rotate around who goes first and stuff like that um so let's start with the biggie mvp twain i'll start with you your pick for mvp and then a dark horse too and then i'll move to you aiden okay so 
not really controversial because he's just come off, you know, having probably the best year of his career and he's second currently favourite odds to win the MVP. I'm just going to go with Giannis. Um, what he did in the finals last year, it felt like a real big step up in terms of his development as a player. Like he, he's become, it felt like to me, he just, that thing, whatever it was, it clicked. And now the rest of the league is going to feel the brunt of what Phoenix felt in those finals. Like there, are, I can see a world where more if you just have rush shot or win 66, 65 games, something of that nature. And he's just dominant because it, it feels like the switch has clicked for him. And yeah, I, I just feel like with the team success that they were more people are going to have, um, his play and just having, you know, coming off that finals run, it's just going to be, he's going to, I feel like he's going to win. There's a right mentality, Yardis. Yeah. Yeah. To do that. Mm. But yeah, I think the Bucks might be a team that, that bucked the trend and slumping in the, after the championship. I think, I think they still have a point to prove. Mm, I think they mm. they know that they can be better. I think they're going to have a good run. I like it. What's what's your dark horse? So dark horse. Well, who's your dark horse? Um, there's a couple that I looked at, but a little bit more <clears> than <throat> the others, and that was uh, Jason Tatum. Um, I just again, you know, in a perfect world for the Celtics, they come in. They're a second, third seed, 54, 55 wins. He's averaging 36 and six. Like there's an argument that can be had for where the voters are just like. This guy's really taken up another step in his level. The Celtics were, who were pretty, like, to be honest, they were pretty shit last year, given the amount of, you know, they had him and Jalen Brown on the team. But they've added some other pieces to go along with it. I just feel like, as a dark horse, there is a possibility that Jason Tatum leads the Celtics to a 50-plus one season, and voters are just like, you know, maybe have a bit of Giannis fatigue, or Luca doesn't perform to the level everyone's expecting him to this year. That the voters are just like, you know what, we'll just give it to the guy that, you know, has been consistent for the whole year. And yeah, um, that'll be my dark horse. Two way ability, too. Like, mm. I think the Celtics are going to be a top five defense this year. And, and if Tatum can lead the team to, yeah, a top five defense along with having a good record, and he's going to be the highest scorer on the team. Like, yeah, mm. I, I think he could be in the conversation. Mm. I like that one. Mm. I like it too. Uh, Aiden, who. Who's your MVP pick and who who's your dark horse? Uh, so I I was leaning Giannis as well, but I I, I guess uh, yeah I didn't didn't want to go that route, um, but it is a pretty safe, pretty solid pick. Um, I thought about Luca, but I actually think Dallas is going to be worse. I think they're not going to be good enough mm. for him yeah. to to get it. Um, yeah, because Jason Kidd and his giant collar are <laughs> a terrible coach. Um, I went with a guy. I think their team is going to improve. They had a bit of a down year last year. Uh, I'm going with Dane. Um, I don't really have much reason other than he brings it every year. And one of these years, it's going to click. I just feel it's going to click. And I think now's the time. Fresh start, new coach. Um, I think the addition of Larry Nance is actually really going to help. Uh, and I just think a coach who probably knows how to use Robert Covington more to his strengths as a defender rather than, um, you know, he's not the best one-on-one defender. He's a very good system defender. And I think, I think um, you know, they'll, they'll utilize him better. And I think this team, I think Portland's going to be better this year. So I'm, I'm going Dane. Nice. Mm. He's always in the mix. Like, 
he's yeah. not he's not ever like a top one or two or even three, but he's always he's lurking just behind those top guys. I think every there's, year he's there's in with the always a month or so in every season where he gets really hot and Portland start winning games because of him. That everyone goes, could he yeah. be the MVP? And I think one year it's just going to all click for him. And I'm thinking, new coach, fresh start. I think this is this is the year. Yeah, and then uh, just on on a and this is just me personally. I like the guys that come back from Olympics. Like they mm. every time they've gone away for the Olympics, like yeah. there always seems to be a guy that comes back and the their play just elevates to another level. Yeah. Um, uh, and Dane was, you know, winning the gold medal. He said in interviews like that was a big deal to him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Him coming back off that high and you know, and then just going down blazing. I can see a, a scenario of that happening as well. Dark horse, Aiden. Okay, now this is uh, it's a little bit of a strange dark horse. Um, <laughs> you'll understand when I tell you. Um, so it's seventy fifth anniversary of the NBA, right? Uh, yeah. The MVP is probably the most narrative-based award. What oh, better narrative? <laughs> what better narrative to have for the 75th NBA season than a what a 38-year-old LeBron James coming through <laughs> and winning the MVP? Oh. That that's my dark horse pick. You know why I like that? Because he's my, actually my pick for MVP. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like your actual pick. My actual pick is LeBron. Oh, wow. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about Oh, fuck, give it time, man. Lakers fans are going to, you're going to regret <laughs> saying that. <laughs> In about a week and a half, when LeBron has a massive game, you're going to regret saying that. Yeah, yeah, so why I think it's LeBron. Oh, sorry, I don't know. I'll just take it. No, 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 no. Nah, nah. I, said, I said what I said. Yeah. He's going to have to play a shit ton of minutes, right? This mm. year. I mean, they did just sign CQ today, which I really like. I like that. that was really yeah, good. I actually really do. So CQ is going to take some time off the king, off the king, but man, yeah, he's going to play a lot of minutes, and if he plays a lot of minutes, they're going to win a lot of games. And I think with the shooting around them, and the, and the guards especially, and AD is going to have to play a lot of minutes at centre too. So I think they're going to be forced into playing LeBron and AD in in like proper positional lineups here. Um, Russ. Is gonna. I think he's gonna facilitate more. I just. He. I think he just has to bow down to LeBron a bit. And I think this is the first time where Russ actually has to take a step back of shooting. And I think I think he'll he'll do it because he needs to win a championship mm. to sort of you know cap off a good a really good career, a great career really to be honest. Um, do you just a quick counter to you? Do you guys get? And um, this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like. I'm getting mad 2004 Laker vibes with them. Like, everyone's old. <laughs> like, every, yeah. like, every single... Like, I'm not even trying to be a LeBron hater or anything. I, you know, I like his game and everything, but... I don't know, man. Like, I know what you just, mean. Yeah, it's, it's mm. a real... Like, I just know, don't think those guys play. I just don't think they play minutes. Like, in that well, 2003, 2004 Lakers thing, like Malone, GP, they, they played a lot of minutes, whereas... Dwight and uh, who I see, I've been forgetting who's the other DeAndre, yeah, yeah, Carmelo and Arena Reese is already out for like the first eight weeks or something. Like, I think these old guys they just don't have the role which Mm. Malone and GP played on that Lakers team, yeah. No, fair, I understand that point, but I will 
I do know what you mean. Like, yeah, um, I especially like the case that you you guys are making. Like, you would probably need AD to be, you know, eighty percent play like games played. Like the injury mm-hmm. track, the, the track history is not good with AD. Like, there always seems to be with him, like injury wise. And then you know Russ, you know, his last couple of years he's been up a few times, and then. If the narrative is going to be LeBron out there, he's going to be like mellow. If like these do happen, like mellow and Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn, I just I don't know. I just going to find it difficult unless those other two play up to their potential and are not on the on the bench in suits. If that makes could sense. it could it even strengthen LeBron's case? Like That's LeBron just takes over too. If and LeBron like, carries this injury-riddled team to like a top seed in the Western Conference. That just so, helps his case. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. like it could go either way here. But so if like he gets top, his wins totals up, like the top seed, you guys four seed. If that was like that's my that's wrong. Not yes, not. So it has to seed. be a top. Yeah, it has to be top four seed. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. in the NBA, it has to be okay. top one or two in, in the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I get. I just I'm thinking like just I don't trust AD being able to stand up that. For that long of the season like this is probably the year or most years that ad needs to you know mm. be relatively injury free and not be hurt all the time yeah i can see the narrative thing coming in i mean Giannis has already won it uh Jokic has already won it uh, i don't think the mavs are going to be good enough so i agree with you guys on that they mm. portland just can never get it together so to me like i think i don't know i can just see like even though LeBron's always talked about, you see, it just seems to be a little bit quieter at the moment, and maybe that's a bit of. Not well, he's, got the headband. he's got the headband back on, so that gives him superpowers. So it'd be. There we go. Yeah. Headband LeBron's undefeated. Interestingly, so you were just going through reasons why people won't get it. Um, you know who hardly ever gets mentioned in these discussions despite their team always being well the last couple of years their team being near the top is donovan mitchell yeah yeah he He's got one like, i thought about he got like very little mention last season like gobert got more mentioned than mitchell last year for yeah. mvp discussions uh despite it, utah being the best team throughout the entire season yeah is it because does it, do they come off very spurs spursy like that feels like it's yeah. a team team invo- team involved rather than just one guy carrying them. Like even yeah, in the later. In, yeah. in saying that, Tim Duncan still got his MVPs. Mm-hmm. And I think Utah's supporting cast, apart from Gobert, who I'm you know, I'm not shitting on Gobert, but I think Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker are better than Mike Conley and Joe Ingles. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I and, and I, I love Joe Ingles. Um but yeah, I think I do. I think that is what it is. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, maybe it's not quite fair. Like Mitchell's been falling out. When I was, when I was looking at some numbers, like his sort of jumped out at me. But I didn't realize how good he was. Yeah, because you, like you, you think you know, for a casual, when you hear Donovan Mitchell, you're like, oh, he's probably that guy that scores 20, 21, four and four. But yeah. then an efficient scorer, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, you look at the shit. It's actually really good. And I think he just suffers from being in Utah, too. That's Mm. probably part of it as well, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and the system, too. I think it's all a bit of all that. Um, My dark horse, just quickly, uh, James Harden. I think, especially Mm. if Kyrie misses times here, Mm. um, Harden always wants to play. He he doesn't like missing games. 
Um, he's going to get numbers, man. And and Katie's going to miss games. That's the difference for me. Mm. Like I think Katie's still. If if I had to pick one in in the just a one off series or game, I'd pick KD. But man, Harden's going to rack up some numbers, whether Kyrie's there or not. So I yeah. think he's a bit of a dark horse, man. He could average a triple double easy on this easy on this team, and efficient triple double that is. You think about it too, like you like you just mentioned, like KD going to be you know resting and that he played a lot last year, major knee surgery. Like is this the year the next like? So, oh, we've got Harden here. We've got all these other people. We just let KD, you know, we build for KD for the playoffs, you know, that sort of thing. And then, like you said, Iron, Iron Man Harden, he just comes in and racks up all those numbers and gets them to a one or two seed. I definitely think a place where yeah. he's in the MVP discussion as well. Yeah. Put some money on it. I like that one. Mm. Um, yeah. Moving on, most improved player. Aiden, I'll start with you. Who's your most improved and who's your, your smoky? Okay, uh, my most improved. There were heaps of candidates for this. Mm. Um, mm, yeah, there's yeah, there's one I settled on. I don't really have a really good reason to pick this guy over some of the other guys. Um, but I'm going to New York and I'm going with R.J. Barrett. Mm, um, I like it. I like his it. his his leap from his rookie season to his sophomore season. He improved in every area. Um, improved considerably with shooting as well. Um, has looked good in he he actually reworked his entire shot uh, after his rookie season. Like got in a trainer, fully changed all the mechanics and everything, and um, it obviously worked really well. He went from thirty two percent three point shooter to a forty percent three point shooter in one season. His points went from fourteen to seventeen. Uh, his rebounds went from five to six, and I think with less pressure on him with the likes of uh, Fournier and Kemba coming in. Um, I think he's going to have more opportunities to score and probably be more efficient too. So I just, yeah, I'm having that, the normally there's always a guy that does that leap from their second to third year. And my, my pick for that is RJ Barrett. Nice. And who's your Smokey? Now, yeah, with my Smokey, I wanted to go sort of a deep cut because there are plenty of people who I think could realistically get it. Like most improved isn't necessarily, you know, there's no real clear cut candidate, like maybe someone who's going to get more playing time or something along those lines. I went really deep with it. Um, I went with the big Kiwi, Stephen Adams. Now, Ooh. Here, here's Ooh, one. Did here's not one. see this coming. I like this. This is unlikely. I'm not saying this is going to happen. Um, the last couple of years, his numbers have been down, especially last year in New Orleans. You know, only seven points and nine boards a game. Um, he got swapped for Valanciunas. I think Memphis knows how to use their big guys better. Mm. Uh, we even mm. saw in the in the preseason game against the Hornets, Adams was just dominating everyone on the boards. Um, yeah. You know, actually utilizing him to get rebounds. He's very good at like boxing out, but normally he was boxing out for Russell Westbrook or whatever. Um, whereas now I think he'll be given the opportunity to get those boards himself. Uh, and so Valanciunas uh, last year averaged like 18 points and 10 boards a game, something like that. And I think I think Stevie's numbers are going to be closer to that. Maybe not that high. Um, that would be a career high for him. But I could see him doubling his scoring average from 7.5 to 15 and then getting, you know, like 10 boards a game 
Um, he's going to be relied upon to play defense when he's playing next to Jaron Jackson Jr. So I think maybe his blocks go up a bit as well. He's never been a high block average. Oh, he's never had a high block per game average, but um, I could see it going up a little bit. And yeah, I, that's, I just, and he's also been working on a shot. I don't think I'm going to, we're going to see him shooting threes necessarily, but you know, um, Valanchunas shot, what did he shoot? Uh, he shot about one a game at 37%. I could, I could see Steve doing something like that as well. I like it. I like it, Smokey. Yeah, people were sort of down down on him after that Pelican stint. So. Yeah. And he Bruce, just, because I, of the perfect team for him. I, yeah, he just fits that culture so perfectly. Yeah, I, I think I, like I think it. we're going to see a career year out of him. Uh, Twain, who you got for most improved? Yeah, um, I look at the list like Aiden mentioned and there's like a lot of candidates there's a lot of really, you know chuck in and you would you'd think they'll be up for that kind of season but I personally probably do. it's it's gonna it feels like in the playoffs last coming around I don't necessarily agree with, with how he views certain things but I think Michael Porter is just gonna take off this year like I just playing with Jokic in that system like I do see a scenario where he's going to probably average like 24, 25 points a game. Denver are probably still going to be relatively good, you know, third, third or fourth seed. And I just feel like this is the year where it all comes for him. Like, he's such an efficient scorer. Like, I was watching some of his old playoff games just from the past season. It's just, it's just insane. Like, he's so naturally talented. Like, it just boggles my mind how insanely skilled that man is. And I feel like this is the year that you know, it all comes together. He's going to put it all in, and I think he'll be a first-time All-Star as well. And Ooh. Yeah, I, I feel I'm pretty high on him going big this year, even though I don't necessarily agree on certain things, but I think he comes through and he becomes that legitimate second star next to Jokic. The opportunity's there for sure. Yeah. Um, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, yeah. I had a couple. Um, well someone deep into the deep into the into the list i'm gonna go with miles bridges um yeah, yeah i just that <laughs> last i think it was 20 30 games or so and aiden correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure he was averaging like 27 and 6 or something like that or 25 was, and 5 yeah it was yeah. it was ridiculous yeah and his on was like good, almost, good shooting clips too good, yeah good money, um, yeah and like I feel like the uh, going to be like legitimately like a fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth seed this year. I really like their team. Like they've got so many weapons. It reminds me a lot of like, in, just in the NFL terms of like the Kansas Chiefs offense. Just like there's weapons all over the place. Really, you don't really know what to do to stop it. Like they've got Lamelo, Rogier, you know, uh, Miles Bridges, all those sort of. And then you've got like you know James Bonite and all. All these other young guys coming in—they've got so many weapons. They're going to put up so many points, and I feel like this is the year that Bridges, Bridges puts it all together. Just going off the back of what he did last year. Nice. Um, I've gone. Time Lord was my pick. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind. I suppose my pick is a Smokey. <laughs> yes. um, I think he takes over. Well, Horford's in COVID protocol already. Um, I think he. Um, takes that starting center position uh, in Boston. Cantor's there, but Cantor's definitely get yeah, full time backup. Yeah, and I think he just takes over from Horford at early, pretty early in the season here, and carries on playing well because I think Boston he's sort of the he's going to be the anchor 
of his defense. He can play make it, but too like he hasn't really had the opportunity to put together a good run, just really show off. Like we've seen everyone's seen flashes. He like put together a good game here and there, but if he can get consistent playing time, like he's going to put up the stats to go alongside it, and I think Boston's going to win. So. He's going to be in the spotlight a bit too. So, yeah, my pick's Time Lord. I think, yeah, Horford slots into that backup role, I think, yeah. Um, even though I like Horford in, in that lineup too, but I think Time Lord's got all the potential, man, and the abilities there. Um, another one, it's sort of like, you know, a sort of better version of Mo Bamba in a way. Um, I think Mo Bamba might even be in with a chance to get most improved, but I think Robert Williams has, has a better chance here. Uh, my smoky, it's all yeah, it is definitely a smoky. Is Monte Morris, uh, MPJ's yeah, teammate? I've I've heard that name thrown around a little bit. Yeah, he's good, man. He's really good. He when he has started uh, over the previous season, like he's coming and they haven't really missed a beat. Uh, Jamal Murray's ACL injury has given him an opportunity, I think. Um, yeah, to really take that role in the starting lineup and just carry on what he's doing. His as his case would be more just more minutes and his stats are gonna go up accordingly. Um mm. yeah, playoff kept an eye on for quite a while here. And I, he's just better than Campazo and Rivers and Barton. He's just okay. better. Like he's played well in the playoffs. Like yeah. yeah. Monte Morris man. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um I just I just wanted to do one more quick and I think if you guys um might agree with me. Um I was looking at the name that just popped up in front of me and he probably is the clear second best player on this team. Like DeAndre Hunter is like a good shout too. Like Man, he was, a, I was close to picking him, right? Yeah, so, like he yeah. is a good shout. Like he's pretty much deep player on the Hawks and I feel like what the Hawks did last year was a deep playoff run like that. I feel like they come back this year and he just, you know, elevates his game even further. So, like, if you're looking for another sort of smoke, sort of a guy I was mm. leaning towards as well. I think yeah. potentially he could be the second best player. I don't know if I have him in that category yet. Yeah, like, I, I still I think have... John Collins yeah. and, and Capella. Oh, just in terms of, like, I think he's more important. Like, they've been, like you saw when he went out last year, this was fucking shit. Like, it was... They got to the point where they weren't even going to make the playoffs together. And then he got himself back into the rotation towards the back end of the year. And you just seen everything fit into place way better. Like even in the, the first round, second round, and then in the last round, he played really good minutes. I feel like he's, he's pretty much, it's a, he's 2A and Collins would be for me, if that makes sense. If you're cool, I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm high on him too. Yeah. Um, another name I considered. I've got I've got another another name, but I'm saving that for for later. Um, <laughs> but another another name I had was uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah. yeah, he's been one that's been talked about for sure. He's, yeah. he's got a big opportunity here. Yeah, he's yeah. on on the odds that I'm looking. He's third favorite. Yeah, I mean, shit, he scored fifty points in his fucking true holiday. So it's true holiday. Yeah, mm. skills there. Um, moving along, six men. I'll start with this one. Um, I am picking Tyler Hero for the Miami nice. Heat. I think ah, he's on the on the same level as uh, as Ja and, and Luca yeah. and Trey. <laughs> it's the mentality of a six man. He's going to come and score. I mean, like the starting lineup, right? You got Duncan Robinson, Bam, PJ, Jimmy Butler, Lowry. Like 
about the all they're not glorified role players, but you know, they none of them well, Jimmy Butler does. But even Bam like they're not takeover scorers, are they? Mm. Like Jimmy Butler mm. can be if he's forced into that into that yeah, uh, situation. Butler has moments doing it, definitely. Yeah, you look at Tyler Hero, what he did in the bubble, man. I, I, I think he just had a down year off year. He uh, settled down now. He's not chasing those Instagram models. He's he's having a, he's, well, he's had a kid. Had a kid, eh? Is that right? Or he's having he a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a kid. I did. I'm sure he did. Yep. He's a dad now. He's got to get his shit together. He's going to come in and he's going to he's going to be a point of difference in that team. Whereas the, the starting lineup is a tough, gritty, defensive minded team. Tyler Hero had come in. Like Lowry can drop out. Like it doesn't matter who comes out. He's going to come in as a six man and score. And mm. probably against weaker opposition too. So mm. here, here is my pick. My Smokey is, and it's really, this guy should actually be the favourite if he was definitely going to be a six man. It's Bogdan Bogdanovich for the Hawks. Mm. Playmaker, shoot. He, he sort of a, a more efficient, better version of uh, Clarkson. Like he's like a passing, better, efficient Clarkson. Like, he can come in. Like, if he runs that second unit for the Hawks, the Hawks are going to be damn good, man. But Bogdanovich should start on most teams, so that's my sort of clause in being a smoky. Because I don't know, he could end up probably starting for this team, depending on how good Herta starts. Because I think I like Herta and Trey. I like that starting backcourt. But I think Bogdan can come in and run the second unit. So he, he's my smoky. Um, Aiden, let's go to you, six man. Um, I really wanted to use, put Jordan Poole here. Um, I think he's going to end up starting too many games with with Clay out at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, but I really think he he also could be in the running for most improved as well. Uh, he looked great at the end of last year, and he's looked great so far in preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really wanted to include him, but yeah, I think he's going to be ineligible. So I'm going, I'm going the boring route. I'm going Patty Mills. Dude's going to get so many wide-open threes, it's not funny. He was amongst the league leaders in catch-and-shoot threes, and he's going to just have so many looks. It's ridiculous. For sure. Such a good, such a good sneaky signing by them. Like just mm. someone that can just come and spell either the Kyrie stuff, Kyrie or Harden, they can play on ball. Or, and like you said, the catch-and-three stuff, it's, he's going to have, like, out, like, so much time to make that like it's going to be so fucking ridiculous. Instant offense, yeah, yeah. Had a good Olympics too, as you're saying before, Twain. Mm. Uh, Twain, your six minutes. Um, it's a hard one for me. I was looking through a lot of the candidates, and you know, I want to go a bit different rather than the boring route, like the Utah Jazz guys, like the easy pick, but gonna go with time until. Okay. Until we figure out what's going on field and box or whatever the case may be, he's just going to be coming off the bench. And you know, well, from what I saw last year, and I guys can agree, like he's got that quality just to come in and be an instant offense guy, run the second unit. You know, does a lot of good things on you know off ball, on ball. So that's my sort of thing. Yeah, like the Kings are one of those teams like push the pace a lot. You know, with, um, with the offense, they score a lot of points. So they're usually in the six men sort of category they've given it to guys that average a lot of points per game so I, I feel like he can be like a 17 18 point scorer off the bench for them 
Um, and then my smoky is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. Sort of thing. But if I had to pick just one for a smoky, I'll probably pick Kobe White from the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. Just a bit of, you know, obviously Lonzo and the road will be starting, but he's another guy I feel like better suited when he goes up against the second unit team. Like he is a, another guy that can, you know, fill it up quickly. He had a lot of mm. point scoring games for the Bulls and he doesn't have that pressure of having to initiate the first unit offense anymore. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's a bit of a smoky one. I actually didn't say my smoky and that's who I had mm. as well. Oh, mm. sorry, mate. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had, I had the same exact same reason. No, mm. no pressure on him. He can just come off the bench. Uh, similar to what you had about Tyler Hero, um, although it's not the the starting lineup's not really the grit and grind thing. But mm. Cubby White's going to come in against uh, secondary defenses and just be able to get his shots up. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, I sort of like like it too when there's sort of like a three guard rotation, like a mm. guy that can come in and sort of either guard spot, you know, to come in. That's what yeah. I was sort of like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kobe's going to have some opportunities to score some points. As long as he's a bit more efficient, he, he, he's, he'll be in the running, I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's go to Defensive Player of the Year, Aiden. Who you got? All right. Uh, so, again, I went a, not not too far out the box, just a little. I didn't want to go Rudy Gobert. I didn't want to go Ben Simmons, who was actually my pick last year. Um, so I thought about it, and I thought the Heat's defense is going to be really good this year, or theoretically should be really good this year. Um, and I'm going with the anchor of that defense. I'm going Bam Adebayo. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a little bit of a off year last year. Not like Not terribly, but... Very versatile defender. I think people forgot how versatile a defender he can be. Um, can you know defend inside, but can go out on that perimeter as well. And I yeah, I think I think he's going to get rewarded for a much improved, well not much improved, but the Heat are already getting a lot of attention um, because of the acquisition of Kyle Lowry, and I think that's going to carry over into the season. I think I've got the Heat improving um, as a team. And I think, you know, normally when you see that, you see people get benefits from that, like Tibbs getting coach of the year last year for the Knicks and uh, uh, um, Randall getting most improved, things like that. So I think I think that's going to happen here. And I think Bam's going to get defensive player. Yeah, I like that because, like, the anchor of a, def- a good defense, normally, like, their defensive stats are, like, really, really good. Mm. So, like, like Gobert in a way too, like, if you've got a good – but they're going to have a good defense, right? They're going to have a top five defense. If they drop out of the top yep. five, I'm going to be surprised. Mm. Bam leading that defense, he should get rewarded for it. So Yeah. And he is a great – like, you know, like Brook Lopez and stuff, they sort of might get a bit overrated when you look at the stats. But Bam truly – like, and don't get me wrong, Brook was really good defensively. Mm. Um. But Bam is a true like. There's guys that sort of excel in a system, and then there's guys that are just can yeah. excel in a system and are great individually too. Bam's that. So yeah, yeah. I I think it's a really good. But I haven't gone Bam, but just because you're going to go, I'm going to go someone else. But yeah, I had Bam too. 
<laughs> yeah, because of those reasons. So, yeah, I really like that. Who's your smoky, bro? Um, now, I don't know if you can... I, I guess, No, you can, can consider it a smoky. Now, a, 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 a small guard hasn't won Defensive Player of the Year, I think, since Gary Payton, which is going back a long time. Um, he's not small, small, but um, I'm going Matisse Thibel as my smoky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to get more minutes. And we already saw what his, his per minute uh, numbers for last season were insane. He's like first in pass deflections um, while playing like what twenty minutes a game. Twenty two. Yeah. So <laughs> he's he's going to get more. He's probably going to get up to like maybe twenty eight, maybe thirty. Um, and yeah, he also in those twenty uh, twenty two minutes he averaged one and a half steals and one point one blocks. Um, so I think those numbers are going to go up too. There, there's a, a thing where he could easily lead the league in steals and get like one and a half blocks a game as a guard. Um, he he's yeah. unreal defense. Eh? Like, yeah, he's like I'm gonna out there like he's probably one B behind Simmons in terms of perimeter defense or one A. Yeah. You could probably say he's better than Simmons. Mm. Um, he was amazing defensively. Like he was yeah. just all over the place for Washington. I feel like, again, going back to the Olympic chat that we had about Lillard, I think that could apply to Fireball as well. I feel like it's a year where it comes together and he just becomes that defensive powerhouse and he plays more yeah. minutes, like you said. I actually said to Carl when we did the starting lineups one, was it two weeks ago, um, mm. that I think Fireball has uh, best perimeter defender in the league potential. Yeah. Um, like, you know, as soon as this coming season, maybe maybe mm. next season or whatever. But yeah. Mm. Um so yeah, that's that's my that's my smoky. Twain, who have you got for the thing? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit on the home. But I feel like just given the off season with the Sixers, just everything that's gone on, Ben's probably not gonna be there. So someone has to be the defensive anchor and I think Joel and Ben mm. will be that for them this year. Um I think it's gonna he's gonna take it as a personal challenge for him to be the leader and anchor of this team. And traditionally, like you guys have just mentioned, centers and anchor are usually the winners of this award. And I can I can see it this year, especially given all the defensive talent they still have on the roster, even without Simmons, where he just comes in and averages a shit ton ton of rebounds and a shit ton of blocks, and he's just the the seventy sixes become still are the you know top five defense in the league like last year. They finishing just behind the Lakers in terms of defensive rating. So even with the what's been going on this year, I still think they're going to be a relatively strong defense, and I feel like he's going to be the anchor of that. I like it. Who's your Smokey? Smokey, yeah, um, my one, but I'll, <laughs> um, I'll let him have that one. But another one for Smokey is another guard. Um, again, in my hypothetical, you know, scenario, I feel like if the Bucks were to go sixty-six wins. 65 wins or whatever the case, and they just run rough shot through the year, through the league, and they give the MVP to Giannis. I feel like there's a small possibility that Drew Holiday becomes Defensive Player of the Year, especially if the you know the stats are there to back it up because the wins will obviously be there. But if their defensive rating is you know first or second, and he has a really good year in terms of his defensive win shares and you know his all that other stuff that they analyze defense with, I feel like he's a good shot for us, Moki. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> you guys both solved both my folks. <laughs> I was going to go Drew. Uh, so, yeah, Bam and Drew, I'll just make them first equal for me. Uh, yeah, what you guys said. And I think it's time that 
some true love actually comes through here. Like mm. the players talk about him one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Uh, the stats nerds love him. Like it's it's going to be about time he gets shown some love uh, and get an award. So yeah, true for me too. And as you say, Twain, like the Bucks are going to win a shit ton of games, and and Drew's defense is going to be a major part of that. So um, yeah. Drew and Bam for me. I'll, I'll throw out a smoky. Uh, Mikhail Bridges. If, if, mm, if the Suns like have a good record, I think he's their best defensive player by far. I think Aiton sort of does well from the system, more like a Brook Lopez. I don't think he's like, you know, people aren't scared to go in the paint on him. Um, and he, he is mobile enough out there on the perimeter, probably better than Brook Lopez. Probably a lot better, actually. Um, but Mikael Bridges, man, he just gets his hands on anything, much like Bible. I wouldn't say, like, you know how Bible is just harassing, like like Simmons can be. Also, like Pat Bev. Like, Pat Bev's more annoying harassing, but um, Bridges is just, like, his reach and shit is just, like, must be, like... Like, the, you know when Kawhi was at top of his game? Like, you're just like, uh-huh. this dude's... Hands are just fucking everywhere. Like I can't, I can't dribble. Like I can't get to my spot. Like he's one of those type guys. So, um, yeah, the Suns have a really good defensive team overall. I think he might get rewarded. So, bit of a smoking for me on that one. Uh, rookie of the year, Twain. I'll go to you first for rookie of the year. Pick um, and cool. So. I um, the obvious two favorites, Cade and Jalen Green, but I'm gonna go down the route with Evan. Um, I just feel like there's gonna be lots of opportunity for him to put up decent numbers. I feel like the Cavs they've got some really good players on their team. Like I saw their win over winning over yeah, over under total, and it seems really low. And I feel like just given the amount of just good talent they had, they'd be able to get over that total and I think he's going to be a big part of it. Like I saw preseason highlights of him and he looked really, really good. It looks like he's firmly established that he'll be the starting four, even though Markin is there anyway. So yeah, I'll, I'll pick most as well. I think he's the best like best NBA player that I've seen out of all of them. Mm. Like he just looks like the guy that looks like he can go out there and play 28, 32 minutes a night and get you the numbers. Very similar to like Alton Branded when he was a rookie, just someone that knows mm. the game and he's ready to go at that point. Um, and then a Smokey, um, it's pretty, pretty long list, but I'll probably go Josh Giddy just because purely just for opportunity because he's going to be a, he's going to yeah going to play a lot for the fun. Again, the limited stuff I saw from him, he looks pretty decent. So um, yeah, I, I think he'll be my Smokey. Cool. I like it. Aiden, rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, last year I sort of overthought it, you know, and I I um <laughs> I I went with Isaac Okoro, and that didn't work out. Um, so I'm not going to overthink it. I think it's Cade. Uh, the reason I go Cade over Jalen, um, Jalen's going to get a lot of opportunities, probably arguably more than Cade. Uh, mm. But I think his his shooting numbers are going to be pretty horrendous. 
Um, he's he's shown he's a good shooter, but there are just going to be games where he gets defended really heavily, um, especially, let's say, like Kevin Porter Jr. misses some time and the Rockets don't have anyone else that can score. For def- defense is just going to lock in on Jalen Green hmm. uh, and make some G League guys beat them. So I, I think there's just going to be some really poor shooting numbers from Jalen at times. And I think overall, it, it's sort of like Edwards, Anthony Edwards last year. He, he sort of came hot once Cat uh, and D'Lo came back. But before that, his shooting numbers were horrendous. He was putting up numbers, but the numbers were not, the, like the percentages weren't good. Um, whereas I think Cade, I think his scoring won't be as high, but he'll probably, he'll get, he'll not probably, he'll definitely get more assists. Um, I think he'll play better as like a, I guess, a team player. And I just think his, his play will look nicer, even though maybe Jalen will have more highlight worthy games. Mm. For sure. Who's your dark horse? Uh, so my dark horse. Now, speaking of Houston, mm. we're going Alperin Sengun. Sengun or Shingun. That, that, moon, that man looks NBA ready. He looks really good. Uh, and he's going to get plenty of opportunities. And, you know, everyone in Houston's going to be focusing on Jalen Green. And I think Sengun, I, I'm not saying he's, I don't think he's going to get it, but I think it wouldn't surprise me if he actually put up really good numbers. He could average like a low double double sort of thing. Yeah. Like yeah, a absolutely. fourteen and ten or something. Fifteen and yeah. ten. He's got um, good odds. He's got good odds for it too. He's at sixty one. Mm. So Ooh. you know, you, yeah, chuck a lazy ten on. Might be yeah, might be worth it. Might be mm. worth it. Um yeah, I had to really resist going homerish there. <laughs> going with uh with Book with Knight. Book Knight. Mm. I actually considered him, eh, because I I just think there's going to be, like, the Hornets are just going to be one of those teams, like I mentioned earlier, like, there's going to be heaps of points and they're going to run up and down and, like, he's going to have opportunity to put up some big numbers. Like, I, he was one of my swing it as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think with, with Book Knight, uh, I, yeah, there, there's definitely going to be opportunity for him to come in and be the Malik Monk. I don't I just, mm. I was like, ah, I don't want to pick my team. So I went, I went singing. <laughs> Speaking of not picking a team, I'm picking Jalen Green. Uh, I just That's don't want surprising. to curse Cade Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but honestly, man, Jalen Green's going to be the he's going to be the highest point scorer in this rookie class. Yeah. Uh, a bit of inefficiency won't matter. I think he's better than Anthony Edwards, like scoring wise. He just knows how to yeah, get buckets, right. man. Yeah. I, I've, but I, I do like that comparison that you made. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think he's going to be as inefficient. I think he's going to have some poor shooting nights, so, but I think just his overall points totals is, is just going to make up for it. And, yeah, he, he's just going to be able to take a ton of shots on this team. Yeah. So, who yeah. Who have you guys liked between from all the stuff that you've gotten so far? Like, who have you seen that, that seems like they're more ready for it between Cade and Green? Uh, just different players, eh? Like, I think they're mm. both ready. I think they're both mm. really good pros already. I just, mm. yeah, like, as Aiden said, like, Cade is that team player and Jalen mm. Green is just that pure scorer. Like, mm. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can't really lean one way or the other. Like, long-term success and impact, I have to go Cade. Uh, I'm trying not to be a homer too, but... 
yeah, Jalen Green might could like fizzle out to be like a I don't know, he's one of the big time scorers that just never I got like Steve Francis. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say given his size and length, I get mad T Mac vibes with him, eh? Just early T Mac. Mm. Like just the whole, you know, length and skill that he already has, like that's who he sort of gives the vibes off. More, I think like his his floor is like a J.R. Smith mm. and yeah, his ceiling. Do you, would it, okay, would it be fair if the ceiling between the two? Would it be green? Nah, Cade, I think. Because Cade's a Cade, I just think Jalen's never going to be able to be the playmaker or defender, which mm. Cade can be. And, That's fair. Um, yeah, like Cade, he... No, I don't follow college and stuff too much but i know there was a whole thing about how he couldn't shoot apparently and then within one season he became a very reliable pull-up shooter so mm. i think there's a there's a good work ethic there and i'm not saying Jalen green doesn't have that but yeah I, I i i think i would love it if both of them become superstars like i think that there's nothing wrong with that and i i like that Jalen green has sort of taken the whole thing personally like rivalry. building up this little yes. rivalry, I, I like that. He's not disrespectful when he does it, but I just I like that he's got this chip on his shoulder, which will help him, you know, stay motivated to want to get better and better. Um, yeah, I I, I dig that. So, yeah, I like that too. Bit of rivalry there. Um, just quickly, uh, my dark horse is Jalen Suggs. I don't know if he is a true dark horse pick, but I just think, I think he plays anyone. a part, man. And yeah, he's going to have opportunity to get good minutes. And, definitely. Yeah, he's going to be efficient too, defends well. Just does, He's just a good basketball player, just one of those guys that you like. Hey, like, It's hard to like root against him. He's, I don't know, just, yeah, I like him. I like Suggs. He, he gives me mad um, Brogdon vibes. Like, come from mm, a yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, winning program and coming off a, you know, really good season, college season, and then he just comes in, he just fits in like a, you know, just he's already got that veteran experience yeah. when I've seen him play. Um, yeah. It's just going to be, like, for me, the reason why I sort of had him in the mix. There's a lot of guards in rotation in Orlando. Like, <laughs> you've <laughs> got Cole, Cole Anthony. Anthony yeah, Markel, you know, the injury. And, Hampton. Yeah, it's just going to, I'm going to take a bit of time for him to get that initial playing time, maybe by the All-Star break establishes himself as the starter by then, but in the beginning, I think, you know, they're just going to go with the whole, you know, looking at the slip thing until, you know, he gets that opportunity to prove himself. It happened last year with Cole Anthony. He didn't play a lot until the back end. The year mm. was around the All-Star break, they started getting more minutes. He had a bit of an injury there too. Yeah, he got hurt just before. Um, we'll move on. Uh, Coach of the Year. Hayden, let's go to you first and coach of the year. Who you got? Uh, I think again, this is tough. Like last year was tough, and I think I think this year is it, it maybe even tougher. Um, I had like maybe six candidates that I pretty heavily considered. Um, I decided to go with one I've already said. I think this team's going to improved this year. I think they're going to be quite good this year. Uh, my pick is Eric Spolstra. Mm. I just... Uh, he's, you know, really good coach. I think even underrated because of, you know, he had the heat for a while. Um, but he always... His team, his team 
always can um and you know i just like that i i don't know i like his story as well you know started off in the video room and has worked his way up to to this so yeah i i think um he's well yeah. respected in the league like yeah 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 but you other could say like he's he might be the only coach that lebron has sort of deferred to a little bit like normally, maybe maybe Vogel nowadays. I'm not too sure, but like definitely not Luke Walton that first year, uh, or any coaches in Cleveland. So I think None. you know Spolstra. <laughs> like it's it's one of the only coach. Spolstra might be the only coach that uh, didn't let LeBron overshadow him. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm. I know what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to word it, but you guys know what I'm sort of getting at, eh? We know what you mean. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not yeah. overshadow him because you know it's it's LeBron and it was the Heatles, so. Of course he got overshadowed but yeah like undermine like lebron didn't undermine him maybe that's what i was trying to get at there's a respect thing there like yeah yeah between you know superstar and and the coach yeah, yeah. like he didn't pass the buck like he didn't he didn't put the mm. blame of losses and stuff yes. directly on the coach which he has done in the past on other ones yeah yeah, we got uh, what's his face fired or uh, David Blatt when they were the first yeah. seed in the, in the yeah. East. Yeah, that yeah. was nuts. Yeah. Was um, so interestingly, there was a um, this is just a little tangent, but there was a the NBA.com the GM survey. Mm. Uh, and one of the one of the questions was who's the best coach in the NBA? Spolstra won it, uh, and then uh, Popovich was one of the other coaches, and then the other three were all coaches that came from Popovich's tree. So I thought that was quite interesting, just a little random, random Fudge, thing. It was uh, Monty Snyder, uh, Budenholzer, and Quinn Snyder, yeah. And there's so, more yeah. out there too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you don't um, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, so my dark horse, I went again with a guy who seems well-respected as a coach, uh, has his team always playing hard, even if, like, I think, especially last season, the um, the team record exceeded the talent level. And you might think that's a little crazy when I say who the team is, but uh, I'm going Taylor Jenkins in Memphis. Mm. Um, no one picked the Grizzlies to be a, an above 500 team. A lot of people picked them to be near the bottom of the West. Um, and then they made the playoffs. And, yeah, I, I think Jenkins is just – he's got them fighting. He has a good system. Um, he was part of the reason I picked uh, Stephen Adams as a most improved dark horse. I think he is actually going to figure out how to unlock Stephen Adams. Uh, and if, you know, Jar takes that leap and Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back, I think I think Memphis could be a team that surprises some people. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I like that as smoothie. Um, I'll, I'll might as well jump in. I normally go last, so I'm just going to jump in first to you, Twain. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> with Steve Nash. Uh, I think I think the Nets have the best record in the East. Uh, this whole shit that's gone down with Kyrie, I think that sort of boosts them here. Um, they get their shit together and they just win a ton ton of games. Highly well respected coach, and yeah. what he did in his first year too was just great. He, um, he was one. Sorry to jump in. He's one I right. had on my list. Um, I think what he did last year was really underrated too. Um, figured out an offensive system 
to incorporate these three, you know, larger than life offensive players. Mm. Uh, and then also like little things like um, how to use Bruce Brown. Yeah. You know, sort of re- yep. reinvented him. Um, had Blake Griffin playing respectable defense, like things like that. Like that, you know, that all comes down dunk to, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that all comes down to smart coaching. So yeah, no, I think what he did last season was very really underrated. And, uh, yeah, it's a good pick. He was he was nearly my pick. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Well said there. Thanks, mate, for um, finishing it off for me. Uh, my <laughs> my dark horse is Rick Carlo. Uh, I think. I think he copped a bit too much. He, he was a bit of a scapegoat, I think, in yeah. the Mav situation. And, and yeah, well, yeah, Jason Kidd coming in there, there's just no way Kidd's as good as Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, going back to his old stomping ground in Indiana, I, I don't know, I just feel like Carlisle has a lot of fucking moves up his sleeves that he couldn't really play with Luca being there. Um, and there's big talent on this Pacers team. Like, no one's talking about the Pacers doing well right here. No. Like, and if he gets them up into like fifth, fourth spot, like he's going to take a lot of credit for that success, I think. And yeah, I just think he's got some really good talent that he can work with. Like once TJ Warren comes back, you know, Levert, Brogdon, Turner, Sabonis, like it's still, it still can be a really good team. And I just don't think they're getting talked about. So he's he's my dark horse, Rick Carlisle. I like, I like mm. it. Um, uh, I'm just looking at their depth chart for the season for this year. And you're right. Um, Miles Turner, Demarcus Sabonis, Warren, Karis LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon, the start of starting five. Then they've got McConnell, Jeremy Lamb. Oh, great. Yeah. Tory Craig, you know, the rookie Chris Duarte off the bench, O'Shea Brissett. You know, they've got some really good talent, but I'm looking at their depth chart. <laughs> Three of their five still let O next to their name. <laughs> <laughs> So I think in the early part of the season, it's going to be a bit rough to see. Hopefully those guys can come back early and, you know, get them going because they do have some really decent talent on that team. Yeah, I think like Goga, Patatse too, like yeah. he hasn't been utilised properly. Like, yeah, I just think after the shitstorm they went through last year too and they actually, well, they made the play in, but got knocked mm. out. Yeah, but, uh, probably, I forgot about say, that uh, Goga incident with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Greg, Greg Foster. Foster. Greg yeah. Foster, yeah. What was that coach's name that was here? Uh, Bjorgren. Yeah. I, I, never, I, I don't think they get spoken about enough. Like, a first-year coach gone. Like, it must have been mm. really bad to be, like, fucking... Oh, he was talked up mean, too. I think I had yeah. him as, like, a smoky coach of the year. Like, Nick Nurse version 2.0. Like, yeah. That's, that's never a, happened. That's insane. Um, Twain, who, who's your coach of the year, mate? Mm. Yeah. Um, so... I think he's a smoky per se, but I just I just feel like they're going to get back winning ways with the talent that they've got on their squad, and I think Steve Kerr. Um, mm. I think the Warriors yeah. are going to be really, you know, everyone's back in place. I I saw Rajuve again going back to the Olympic thing. Do take a big on Olympics, <laughs> uh, you know, bear with me. Um, I saw Draymond motor. Like it looked like he was really really motor in the Olympics, and I, I hope I'm kind of hoping he brings that back to the. To Golden State, and then obviously Steph and Clay. Um, you know, whatever you say about, you know, he's a good player on that squad at least. And then you know, you just got like, like you said earlier, Aiden, like Jordan Poole into his own. Um, the development of James Wiseman. Um, you know, they've got a really 
team and they've got you know they've led by a superstar Curry and I feel like they're they're going to be right back in the mix this year and I think he's going to be a part of it because of his coaching. I think the West is even though yeah it's it's deep but I think it's actually open at the top here like mm, there's question definitely. marks around the Lakers. Jamal Murray's out for the Nuggets. Kawhi Leonard is yeah. out for the Clips. Utah, people are like, ah, they just, you know, they might win quite a lot of regular season games. So, yeah, I, I like that. Mm. Who's your dark horse, mate? Yeah, um, there's a couple guys, but I couldn't just, just given what I feel about them, speaking about them quite a lot this season, I'm going to go with James Borrego. Yo. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's so well in terms of, like, around the league, like, everyone says that he's, like, a fantastic coach. Like, he mm. knows what he's doing. He's got all the universal respect. I just, I'm banking on Charlotte just to, like, come out and run the shit out of teams and score a bunch of points. And I feel like they're going to be in Hawks sort of range that 450. Mm. I, I, I'm really, I think they're going to go off. And, and I think the way that he's been able to utilize Lomelo and Rogier as a, you know, one-two combo as well. That's been big for me. Just the development of all that they've had, and Aiden probably knows this a bit more than I can, but it just seems like every single year, able to get someone out of the G League or wherever, or a rookie, and they develop them into a solid, you know, rotation player. And I think this is this is the year that everything comes together, just given how much talent they've got. I know you just said like a fourth or fifth seed, like Atlanta level. Like I was going to ask you, where do you think that they have to finish at a, at a minimum for From, like a Borrego to win win coaching? I think if you were to, if, if I just on my end, I, they win 50 games, like you can't look past it. Like mm. if they, if the Hornets win 50 games, you can't just be like, oh, give it to fucking, you know, who, someone from the Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets guy. Cause like, it just feels like to me, like no one's really talking about the amount of offensive firepower that the Hornets have. They're deep. Like they're so deep. And I know Aiden doesn't want to, he doesn't want to jinx them or anything. So I'll do it for him. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really on the Hornets. I like, I think they can go guns blazing this year, and I think he's a, he's a big part of it. Lead by triple double machine M Plums. Yeah, M Plums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, Borrego from the school of Popovich as well. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Another one. Now that's cool. All right, there's all of our there's our main picks and a few dark horses. We're, we're going to get into the teams. Um, we'll go our all NBA teams. Now, we don't need to get in-depth on these. Um, we'll just name our first team, um, each, each of us, and then we'll go, yeah, second and third. I'll, I'll start on uh, my all-NBA first team. Uh, my guards are Luca and Harden. Um, Harden, obviously, for the reasons that I stated him, being the smoky MVP. Uh, Luca being Luca, is, I think, yeah, he's... The lack of talent. He's, he's just going to put up a shit ton of numbers. Luca. He, he's, mm. yeah. Um, my forwards are Giannis and LeBron. And then my centre of, I wanted to go Embiid here, but I went Jokic. I think just Jokic is just that playmaking game just separates him. Um, but if Embiid is just a monster on defence, maybe he can be the guy that takes it out. But yeah, Jokic for me. Uh, Twain, your all NBA first team. Yeah, so I went with I went with Curry. I think I think they'll be really good, like I mentioned. Um, Luca, numbers wise, they'll be pretty good. Insane, um, yeah, insane numbers. Um, I'm not 
much on just any of the Brooklyn guys in the first team, just because, like you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of rest periods. So it was pretty close for me, but I left KD off and went Braun and Giannis as it's, and then Sensa, you know, I went with Jokic, just like you mentioned, Kyle, just he's going to have, like, overall numbers are going to be a bit better, and it'll be close with him, and then I just went with Jokic. Training MVP. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so pretty close. We just had, I had Harden and you had Curry. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't blame you there at all. I think Curry carries in for a big year. Hayden, who's your first team? Yeah, well, I'm about to go fuck this all up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's only one guy that all three of us had. So uh, my oh, backcourt wow. is uh, Dane, who I'm picking for MVP, um, and Steph. I I also think the Warriors are going to be pretty good this season, and I think Steph's going to be a huge part of that. Uh, led the league in scoring last year. Or did he finish second to Beal? I think he won a day. No, he won no. it, I think. He won a day, yeah. So I think, you know, he's he's going to keep doing what he does. He's he's Steph. Uh, and I think, you know, Luke is probably going to have to sit out some halves because Jason Kidd's a fuckwit. So yeah. um, my Fords, I went Giannis. That's the one that all three of us have. Uh, my other one, I think this guy, well, I, I went Paul George. Now, the reason being, mm. I think he's going to keep the Clippers in the running while Kawhi's out. I think mm. he's actually going to have himself a, a really good season. Um, I think he he had a really good playoffs and he sort of shattered that uh, image of him. Um, mm. Playoff P is now Pazingas. So, yeah. And then I went and beat for centre. Um, I had him as MVP last season before he got injured. Um, I thought his numbers were just as good as Jokic's overall, even though like Jokic had higher assist numbers and whatnot. Uh, Embiid just looked like he had unlocked how to be dominant. Um, I think Embiid had previously had a history of uh, maybe getting gassed in the fourth quarter, mm. sort of losing losing um, his edge a little bit uh, at the end of games, getting too tired. And I think last season he sort of figured out, well, he basically lost his, some fat. You know, was starting to be a bit more fit. So, uh, yeah, I, I went Embiid for, for my centre. It's funny that you bring up the dominance thing because I just watched their preseason game against Brooklyn. It was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, he he played only eight minutes, so the first eight, seven, eight minutes, every, all the starters were playing. Yeah. And then that eight minutes, he went fourteen and eight against Brooklyn, yeah. like KD yeah. and Harden and yeah. all of them. And I was just like, going back to your point, I think he's figured out what to do, like how to be dominant. Like he yeah. knows no one can foul. Yeah. Who um just. Quickly yeah. on on side note here, what was the what was your starting lineup for, for Philly? For Philly. Oh, yeah. Sorry, mate, in uh, that game. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. <laughs> hang on, I'll just pull it up here. I think Is it was it? Maxi, yeah, Green, Cybol, and then oh, yeah. and then yeah, he only played something like eight minutes or whatever it was, and then Drummond came in and you know finished the game off sort of thing. But yeah, like that was point. their yeah, <laughs> um, that was their sort of starting five and I nice uh Twain your second team second team yeah um I went Dane I had a bit of a content one with this one but I think they're going to be pretty good this year I went with Trey Young um I think they're going to be really really good and he's gonna obviously he's got that Luca Harden sort he just puts up lots of numbers and I think the voters yeah 
gonna and with the wins now it'll back it up. Like I feel like that's gonna um a thing. And for forwards I went um K D obviously. Just give Brooklyn some love. And I feel like Tatum. Tatum will be the other forward. Um he's gonna have a really good year. I feel like like you said, Kyle, with the Celtics, I feel like they're gonna be a top five defensive team. They're gonna get back to what they were doing best and all the pieces that they've added that will allow him to, you know, be that two way threat that he is. And then on center I just went with M B as well. Um, pretty similar here for me. I went in B at centre, very close to going first, but yeah. Um Dame as as a guard and my other guard being Curry. Pretty self explanatory. Uh forwards K D, just second team because of that. He's he's gonna miss some games, but other than that he should he should dominate, but total games is going to hold him back a little bit. And my other thought is Paul George, because yeah, he's going to be he's going to be leading that Clippers team. And as you said, Aiden, he he sort of shattered a few few notions of him that were you know proved to be untrue. But he he can actually perform in the playoffs, and he looked damn good in doing it. So yeah, that's my second team. Um, yeah, Aiden, your second team. Yeah, so I've got Luca here. Um, he, he is still going to put up numbers. I just, yeah, I, if if Dame has the season, I think he's going to have. That's why I've got him above that. Uh, I've got Harden here as well. Um, same same reason. I think Steph and Dame are just going to have better seasons overall uh, from a like a, you know I guess individual standpoint. Uh, Durant again, he's going to miss some games, so that's why he's in the second team. Uh, LeBron's here in the second team as well, and then I've got Jokic. Good. I'll kick off third team. Uh, center, I've gone my original defensive player of the year pick, Bam. I just think, yeah, being the be the anchor of that defense and his offense is just slowly getting better. I think it, it has sort of slacked in parts, but I think he gets it together. I think they're ready for a run. And, and they might not have a great regular season winning total, I think, but they're gonna they're gonna do enough, and I think Bam's gonna be he's gonna be really the leader. I think on on both ends in this. Um, so yeah, he's my centre. I think the Go Bears sort of fallen out of favour a bit. I think as of late. So I think Bam can sneak up there. Um, forwards, this is a bit of a technicality. I've gone AD. I think he. Yeah, he'll qualify. Yeah, he'll qualify as a forward. Yeah. Um, he says he's a forward. Uh, he doesn't like playing centre. He's talent wise, man. Like if he plays like the championship year, like he was one of the most dominant players in in the NBA that year. As long as he's healthy, I mean that's always the caveat with him. Mm. But if he's healthy, he plays eighty percent of the games, man. Like they're gonna need him. The Lakers need him to perform. So yeah, eighty for me. Still just totally multi talented. And I've got Tatum for the reasons um you say, Twain. As my other forward. Um, Backcourt, I have gone. Now, this is a smoky, and it, and it leads on to an, a, a pick later down in one of our other little sections that we have. I've gone Ja Morant. Over, over Trey, over some other guys, like Booker and that. I've gone Ja Morant. I think it's time that the Grizzlies rise. I think they're going like to rise up the ranks, man. I just I love Ja's mentality. He's... Just plays a passion, like he's got that Westbrook in him, but he's not as he's not as stupid as Westbrook, if you know what I mean. So. <laughs> I, I I actually compare him more to Dane. I, I get what you're saying with the Westbrook, with that just that dog, but 
Yeah, I think I think Dame has that in him too. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of maybe they all have it, but it comes across in different ways, maybe. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my other guard spot is Spider, Donovan Mitchell. Sort of forgotten about, as you said before, Aiden. I think he continues to play really, really well here. And yeah, he, he's he's really the leader of, the, of this jazz team. So yeah, Spider for me. Um, Twain, your third team. Yeah, um, I had a lot of trouble picking, to be honest. But um, center, I went with Bam. Like you said, Carl, I think Miami ending really good. Again, um, they come back from, you know, it was pretty, even though they made the playoffs last year, it was given that they didn't have as much rest as the other teams were. And I just felt like they were under the pump from the minute the season started. So I think he's due to have a big season. Uh, AD um, comes back, yeah, same, same reasoning, what you said, Carl. Um, third team forward, I went Paul George. Like you guys mentioned, the opportunity is going to be there. Going to be the Clippers are going to be good enough to hang around, and I think he's going to be the you know sort of the the guy to, to facilitate that. Um, guard with Harden because, like you said, Carl, I think he's going to put up numbers, um, and he's you know Brooklyn are going to be really good, so I think he's he's got to give them a shout in there. And then for uh, point guard. I just went with Devin Booker because I feel like the Suns are going to just build on what they did last year and his development into that superstar continues on for him. Nice. Aiden, your third team. Yes, uh, I went I went Bam at centre as well. Um, we all had Bam in there. Yeah, mm. so just, just the reasons you guys, I, you know, I think he's going to be the anchor for the defence, going to be the leader. Um, so, yeah, and I, yeah, I think he's a bit of overall centre then go bear. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but that's just that's nah, just I where I am so. with that. Uh I also went Jimmy Butler. As I said, I think the Heat are gonna be much improved. Um and Butler had actually a really underrated season last year once he got, got rid of the COVID. Yeah, mm. he, uh, he had a really good season. Um I think career high in assists, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah, had like a, been it was high. like, like twenty twenty seven and seven, I think his his season yeah. was. Um yeah. and then Tatum is the other one. I think he is also going to take a bit of a step forward. I think we're entering an exciting time because there's a lot of young guys who are on the verge of being superstars, and I think we're going to see some of them take that leap, and I think that's really cool. Um, for my backcourt, I've got one, uh, the same as one from each of you. So i got Donovan Mitchell in there. Um, I just think Utah is going to be one of the top teams in the league again. And I think Mitchell finally gets noticed. And then I went Devin Booker um, for the same reasons Twain did. Uh, Phoenix going to keep building on what they did. And Booker looked really good in the playoffs. I think he had a bit of a subpar C regular season last year. Not, I mean, subpar for his standards. Uh, and I think in the playoffs, he sort of took a leap. And I think that's going to continue over into, into next season. Um, yeah, Jimmy Butler did average seven assists last year. Just quickly. That's such a high. That's a, such a high number. That's really high. Yeah, man. Twenty-one points, two steals. Great season. Mm. Um, right, defensive teams. We don't really need to get into it. Um, but let's name it. I'll start on my first team. Uh, Drew. Now and Thibel, uh Draymond, and I've gone. OG Ananobi. Even though Mikael Bridges was my first team. Yeah, I've gone first team. 
Look, OG. I don't, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I just think he he's sort of locked in his position now with the Raptors. As long as he's healthy, he he's a beast defensively, man. I like. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wanted to go him for a smoky too, but I think he just has a more like Mikael Bridges may might have a bigger or higher ceiling maybe, mm. but I think just OG is just solid, just like uh, really really solid. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, do you remember what I said to you uh, about a year ago about OG? Uh, you you thought I was crazy for saying it. I said he's got potential to be the best player on the Raptors, better than Siakam. Okay. I might have just said it was crazy because I'm high on Siakam. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get, I get I, it, man. He's good. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I think ceiling's way higher than Siakam's. Yeah, it's just whether he can put it all together, I guess. Yeah. But if he, if he does, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty dangerous. Yes, yeah, I think so. And my centre is Bam. All right. Um, yeah, Twain, your defensive first thing. Yep. So centre, um, I'm just banking on the fact they're going to be a really good defensive team. So I went Embiid. Um, guards, I went went Thibault and Drew. Um, again, just I feel like those two guards, probably the two perimeter defensive, defensive guards. Uh, forward, uh, Draymond. The other forward was Giannis. I just feel like the Bucks are going to be really, really good defensively, and those two guys are going to be able, to, you know, set the table for that. Yeah, can't disagree with you there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, Aiden, your first team. Uh, so I went Drew as well. Um, I went Ben Simmons as the other guard. I I do think uh, what Twain said is is what's going to happen. He's going to come back. He's going to play motivated with the you know the the idea that he's going to get moved to a team he favors um if he plays well so i think he's going to be locked in defensively especially um uh especially once he gets moved because he'll you know he'll want to sort of show philly yeah this is what i can do fuck you guys um so i still think he gets first team um my forwards are one of them's Giannis. I kind of cheated on the other one because he does play a bit of power forward, although I don't know if he will this year because I don't know who their backup centre is. But I went bam at four. But I also think defence is just backcourt, backcourt, frontcourt, frontcourt, frontcourt. So I think it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, and then I went Gobert. Um, he's still arguably the best interior defender in the league. I think he's there. Good. I'll go my second team. I went Gobert at centre. Um this is a yeah. I went Miles Turner as a forward, and Giannis. Like yeah, man, about time Miles Turner got. If if he can stay healthy, he position. definitely deserves to be there. Yeah, I think he should have been in the second team last year, to be honest. Um. Then in my backcourt, I went Ben Simmons because I can put him in the backcourt because he thinks he's a point guard. And this is a real bit of a smoky for me here. But I think his defensive prowess will sort of be shown because the rest of the team isn't as great. I think I think Lonzo Ball. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think I we're sh- Yeah, I, we're I was going to, when you were building up to it, I was going to, as a joke, I was going to say Alex Caruso, and I was <laughs> nearly right. His teammate, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just think, like, he can showcase his defense here. I think, you know, a bigger market team, like... Mm. Not obviously not the Lakers, but like he he was pretty poor in the Pelicans, and I don't know. I just really like the fit him and Levine, and yeah, 
I think you can just like you know when like his offense isn't relied on much too like he can really be the leader of the defense on this team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my thinking. I don't know. Do you... It's it's I'm not confident in it, but yeah. uh, I don't I don't hate it. Mm. Mm. Just on a side note, on the board, do you both think they'll like? Do you think they're going to be a play-in playoff team, or do you think they're going to be like a six, seven seed sort of playoff team? Ah, uh, six, seven. Mm. I don't think yeah, they're eight, I, I nine. Think, I think they're six, I, seven. Yeah, I, I think they're they're going to improve over last mm. year. I think they're going. Um, I, I I like the moves they made. Mm. Okay. They're in the realm of the Knicks, and I think they finish one spot above the Knicks. That's my mm. sort of pick. How about yourself? Oh, I just yeah, I like what some of what they did. I just didn't really like the the Rosen move. Like I, it just yeah, it's just it was just a bit of a they. It felt like to me that it was they just made the move just because. Like like you guys, you guys all know his off on off numbers are really bad when he's on the court but when he's off teams are naturally better so yeah i just i think that's a weird fit for them like i don't really like it i think they're more play-in sort of playoff teams like 19 ish Mm. Mm. yeah people have sort of gone different ways in the bulls it's interesting Mm. it's 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 weird yeah it's really different like i really thought they were going to kick on when they got Vucevic at the deadline last year, I thought, oh, here, here we go, they're going to, you know, no, push they, didn't. they did not kick on at all. So. They failed. And plus, Donovan, yeah, Billy Donovan, I've never liked as a coach anyway. Yeah. So. That's yeah. a good point. That's a I'm good not, point. I'm not huge on her. I mm. think that's what ultimately will hold them back. Yeah. Oh, well, Twain, what's your uh, second team defense? Yes. Yep, second team. So for the centre, I just, I had. Go Bear, because like you guys already mentioned, best interior defender um, in the league. Um, I did cheat as well, like what Aiden mentioned with the Ford. I went at a bio. Um, the other Ford, I had Paul George. Again, mm-hmm. just on the All NBA side, I think the opportunity is going to be there, and he's going to be having. He's going to have to lead from the front, and he will have to do that two way, not just on the offensive side. So. Um, I feel like he comes in and has a really good defensive season. And then for the guards, um, it was it was a bit tricky, but I went Marcus Smart and this last one. <laughs> last one might be a bit, you know, controversial, but I really like Deontay Murray. Like I feel like he's a really good defensive point guard. Like I think he's gonna, you know, be able to do some things with that Spurs system, and he he gets a bunch of steals. He's good at deflect. He's really good at get getting those deflections, and yeah, I just feel like he's going to have a really good defensive season. No, I like that. Mm. So do I. Well, let's move on. Let's get into our rookie teams. I'll oh, start with my... I did, I oh sorry, mate. Did. Sorry, mate. <laughs> 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 Shit. Um, yeah, oh, it's not too exciting anyway, but I went I went in bead. Um, Anthony Davis at Ford. Uh, he's... the. I don't... I... I questioned whether to put him on because I think if he plays more center, there's going to be games where Mm. he gets shown up because what Anthony Davis does is he played power forward and would make Dwight Howard mark the big centers whenever Philly would come to town or Denver would come to town because, you know, because those guys would own him inside. I don't think he's a great interior defender, so I'm not really helping my case, but I just think, you know, the, the, 
the Lakers thing, it always it always boosts up people. And he is a good uh, defender overall. I just think the elite centers kind of um, show He's up. a good help defender and stuff, though, too. Yeah. Like, he is, yeah. He sort of knows where to be, you know. Uh, but I know what you mean. He can get a little bit bullied, I think. Well, yeah. it's funny. Sort that of mocks generous, really, sometimes. It's, it's funny that you brought the um, center thing up, Aiden, because I do remember a game last year when um, they played Philly and he had to play center. And Embiid was giving him the business the whole game. And it was the same game that LeBron pushed Embiid in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I think that was, yeah, I just remember AD just getting the business that game. So I think that's why he does, like you said, he doesn't like playing center, so he doesn't get yeah. abused a lot. Like, I yeah. even remember when he was on the Pelicans, he had a he had a game against Vucevic, and Vucevic gave him the business as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, my other forward's Draymond, and then my backcourt is Thibault and Marcus Smart. Mm. Oh, good. Now we can move on. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just disregarding your picks altogether. Uh, well, let's start with you, Aiden, on this rookie team, first team, mate. We don't need to okay. go in depth on it, but yeah, sweet. Right, uh, I don't. I didn't really any surprising ones. Uh, my first team, I got Cade, I got Jalen Green, uh, I got Suggs, uh, I got Sengun, and I got Evan Mobley. Nice. That's, That's yeah. one off. It's one off my team. I actually. Picked everyone the same here, but I went Scotty Barnes over Mobley. I'm sort of leaning, I think I'm leaning more against Twain on this, even though I agree Mobley is like a, he could be the best player in this whole draft class, really, Mobley. I just think the opportunities, I just think the Cavs fuck it up. I think it's possible. It's very possible. With Jared Allen, Kevin Love, and Laurie Markin, I don't know, I just see some reason. Like a chance for him to get buried in the rotation. Yeah, just buried or like pissed off and like, yeah, I don't know. I just, the Cavs just, I'm, ne- I'm never confident mm. in the moves they make. So I mean, for me, I, yeah. yeah. I, I agree that there's a very real chance. I think if I'm the Cavs, I would not play Kevin Love, but that's just me. Yeah, I'll try and find but, a buyout. I, I, yeah, I, agree. I totally agree that there is a very real chance that they fuck up these rows. Yeah, mm. I agree. With um yeah your sentiment there I wouldn't be playing love at all either especially with a guy like Mobley you got yeah. so yeah that's my reasoning there I love Mobley as a player just organisation yeah uh Twain your rookie first team mm. is it um just before I name my team is it best the five. same just the best five okay sweet yeah best no position right? yeah, okay best. cool 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 so I went Cade and Jalen obviously um. I didn't have Jalen Suggs in there because uh, for the same reasons that you said, Carl, I don't trust the Magic with their guard rotation. Like, there's too many guys ahead of him, and by the time he does get playing time, I feel like it'll be too late into the season to make a case. Um, cool. Yep. Um, I went Mobley, as you know, another guy, like I already mentioned, Mobley. Uh, I went Scotty Barnes as well, just because, like you mentioned, like Toronto have got a great history of developing their young players, and they're you know, I think there's going to be opportunity for him there to get those numbers. And then for my last spot, just a bit of a smoky again, same sort of reasoning um, opportunity there is Josh Giddy. I just feel like what I've seen from him for the Thunder preseason, like he's going to be, he's going to get playing time and he looks the good. So yeah, that's my five. Nice. Now, Aiden, your second team. All right. 
right. So uh, I, this isn't even homerism, but I do think Book Knight is going to be good enough for second team. Yeah. Uh, I, I went Josh Giddy here as well. Uh, I agree that opportunities there. He's going to he's going to have games where he looks amazing. The, even in the preseason uh, against the Hornets, he had a a move where he did this really nice left-handed cross-court pass. Uh, and then whoever shot it missed the three, but then he got the offensive rebound, put it back. It was, it was really impressive. Um, I've got Davion Mitchell. Uh, I think defensively he might be the best rookie in the class. And if the offensive comes along, I think uh, the Kings are going to have a problem on their hands with having three guards uh, that all need playing time. And I've got Scotty Barnes here. And then my fifth pick, uh, I had a couple of names I chucked up, but I ultimately went with the Pacers, uh, Duarte. I think he's going to get some playing time. He looks to be a very good shooter already. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Twain, your second team. Yep. So um, I went with Sengun. Um, went with uh, Suggs just because I feel like he'll eventually get some time, so he'll get some love. Um, went Four night as well, like Aiden mentioned, I think he's going to get a lot of time. Um, I went Franz Wagner as well. I think again, it might be a, it might be a bit of a slow burn to get him some playing time, but I think eventually he cracks that starting rotation. And then just for my last um, pick, I went with a bit of a smoky just because from what I've seen with him in preseason, and I went with Cam Thomas from the Nets. Um, he looks like he, he looks like he's one of those irrational confidence guys. Like you can just chuck chuck mm-hmm. him the ball and like he'll you know think he's Jamal Crawford and you know chuck up you know thirty footers from anywhere and on this Nets team I feel like that's gonna be you know it's gonna be fine for him to do that so yeah just a bit of a smoky I thought I'd add him and he's got talent for sure. Mm. Uh, my second team was pretty close to Aiden's I think. Uh, Book Knight and Davion Mitchell was guards. Uh, Josh Giddy also was the same. Now I've got Mobley in my second team. Just his talent, just so good, you can't leave him off. And my sort of smoky is a guy in, on the Houston Rockets, other than Shingun and uh, yeah. Jalen Green. It's Josh Christopher. Mm. Really like what I saw from him in the summer league too. And I think he gets playing time here, either as a backup to KPJ and Jalen Green, or they could actually play him alongside both those guys too mm. um, as a wing. Um, just really like his shot. Hustled well, um, yeah. Oh, he's he's really nice, man. I, I think he get he gets some opportunities here in this Houston team. They want to sort of play as many, many young guys as they can and get a high lottery pick again. So yeah, Josh Christopher for me. Mm. Yeah, right, that wraps up all of our teams awards. Smokies all over the place, but we're not finished. We <laughs> we're adding on. We normally finish there, but we're adding on. We now we want to do something a little bit different. We're going to go through one big trade that we can we each think is very possible, and obviously there's always a big trade somewhere along in the season. So we're going to go through one of those each, and we're also going to pick a surprise all star. Uh, might be some clues in some of the picks we've made along the way, and um, an exclusion out of the all star. Let's start with these all stars before we pick a trade. Um, Aiden, I'll go to you first. Give me a surprise all star. Okay. Are we it's, doing each conference? Uh, you can if you want. I've only got okay. one. Okay. Um, but if I've got, got one for each conference. Go both of them, and then okay. an exclusion or a, or a snub. 
Okay, well, my East, I kind of hinted at it with my most improved. I think RJ Barrett makes the All-Star team this year. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think he takes that leap this season. Um, and uh, so in the West, I'm going, I, I sort of really deep dove on it. I think DeRozan leaving, there's an opportunity in San Antonio for someone's numbers to increase. Now, I'm not going DeJounte Murray. I'm not going Kelton Johnson. I'm going Derek White. Mm, I like that. Ooh, I'm, I'm, that I'm really is a going, surprise. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he last season, I think he averaged like 16 points a game last season already. Um, I think there's a chance for him to get his assists up a bit. Uh, he's he shoots a lot. He's not a very efficient shooter, but I think that'll um, that's gonna that's gonna change this season. And defensively, underrated, he averages over a block a game. For a shooting guard. Nice. Um, the so, only yeah, no, trouble I see here is you're going to need a couple of big injuries, I think, because the guards in the West is just stacked. Yeah, well, you didn't hear who's my, my dropout. <laughs> okay. Give me some reason. Uh, Chris Paul's dropping out. Mm, yeah. I think I think uh, this is the year where he takes a bit of a back seat. I don't think his play drops off completely but I think he lets Devin Booker take over, carry on that momentum from the finals. Um, and Devin Booker was in the squad last season as well, so I think Devin Booker stays in, but Chris Paul doesn't make it. Nice. I think you still need a note, like, because I will uh, yeah, this I in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to, like, shoot down your dairy. No, 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 that's fine. I went through this in my mind because, well, I might as well get into mine because this is going to go straight into mine. Sorry, Twain. Um <laughs> My surprise is the man I picked on my third uh, All-NBA third team, Jar Morant. Now, and I, I had to even squeeze him in there because you look at the guards in the West, right? You got Dame, you got Curry, you got Luca, you got Spider, you got Booker, you got CP, that's seventh already. Um, and then if you have, like, a Derek Wyatt or... Um, who else am I missing here? I'm missing someone. Um, Westbrook's always going to be in that conversation, whether we like it or not. Mm. Uh, and then you got the Kings guys. So you got like you know Fox, Halliburton. You know, like it's a deep, deep position in that conference. And it is. Yeah, like imagine if Jamal Murray was there too. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be tough. Like even my Jar Morant. Pick, I had to be like, oh, is he even going to make it? But yeah, he's he's my one, and he's my surprise selection. And my exclusion is CP and Booker both cancel each other out. Mm. They just like even Booker took a little bit of a backseat last year, but I think like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and Aiton sort of improve again, and Booker and CP don't need to do as much. And I think yeah, they just take each other out, whereas. These other big guys, yeah, you carry Doncic, Dame, you know, they're just always going to score enough and, you know, like solidify mm. their all-star picks. So for me, it's yeah, it's tough in the, in the West, man, on these guards. So, yeah, so I have Booker and CP both dropping out mm. to squeeze Jaren. Mm. Yeah, that, that's my one. Um, now, Aiden, did you note, did you get your East in? Yeah, I had RJ Barrett. RJ, that's right. Now, did you want to exclude someone from these? Um, I, I think, uh, I think 
with RJ making the leap and I think with bringing in other guys as well, I think Randall's numbers sort of drop a little bit. I don't think mm. he plummets, but I think he doesn't have to do as much as he did the season just gone. So I think he, he probably misses out this year. Yeah, it'd be hard to see both those two guys hey, making it. Yeah. I like the RJ one, though. Mm. So do I. That was, that was sort of my serious one. The Derek White was like my, my I guess, my smoky <laughs> for it. Yeah, I was, I was like a bit yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I do think someone head. makes that leap in San Antonio. Um, mm. it, it could be DeJounte. It could be Kelton Johnson, who started off really hot last season and then cooled off a bit. Plus the Olympic uh, thing with him. The, yeah, my yeah, Olympic yeah, thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I really like Derek White. I think he's a bit underappreciated, so I just wanted to give him a bit of a bit of a mention. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Um, so Twain, your mm-hmm. surprise all star selection and, and exclusion. You can do either one from each conference or just yeah, the one. I'll, yeah, good. I'll do I'll do um, both conferences. Um, I'll start on the East. My surprise inclusion, I think. Given his popularity already, I think Lamelo Ball gets in this year. Like I feel, I'm real high on the Hornets. Real like, the he, Hornets. Yeah, I'm. I'm all. I'm all in on the Hornets. I feel like this is the year he, where. Yeah. Where they get you know into the four fifty, like I mentioned, and like he's gonna you know be the focal and catalyst for that. Um, and for a guy to drop out, um, might be a bit of a surprise, but I, just given the amount of guard depth. In the East, like you got Trey, you've got, you know, Simmons and all these sorts of other guys coming up. And I just feel like Beal might miss out this year. Like we know what he is at this mm-hmm. point. Washington are not going to be any good or oh, any, his yeah. wife's going to tweet it's a snub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to get on my ass. But um, yeah, I, I, I think I think Beal's going to miss out. Unfortunately, just given the amount of you know the guard depth in the East is massive. Like it's just going to be too hard. Like I'm with Aiden too. Like I feel like. If the Knicks are good, Barrett's going to probably be in the mix as well. Um, yeah, just I, th- I think ultimately Beal misses out for me. Um, in the West, surprise, um, another guard. It's probably going to be a bit hard to crack, but a bit of a smoky. But I really, really like De'Aaron Fox. Um, his game's just, it's just, un- like, always, the speed he goes at, it's like 0 to 100. Very Westbrook-like, the, the way he can just go from... Accelerate. Like, yeah, accelerate to the hole. And he's gotten really better as a shooter the last couple of years. Not, he's not fucking Kevin Herter or anything, but um, he's getting better at that. And then for a snub, I had the same as Aiden. I think Chris Paul's going to miss out, unfortunately, just because, again, the depth of guards in the, in the whole league, to, to be fair, but in the West as well, it's just going to be hard for him to make it. And he might have a slight drop as... He, he allows Booker and Aiton to take the reins more in Phoenix. The other guy I forgot who was, I knew I forgot someone was Clay. Mm. I, I oh. think he'll be back in time to make an all star team. Mm. Yeah, could be. Could be, um, yeah. I, I, I like the Lamello ball pick. Like, theoretically, he could get voted in as a starter. Yeah. That, uh, that East Guard spot. I mean, I, I don't, I think Kyrie's alienated too many people to get that vote now. So it's and, Harden and someone. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was Kemba two years ago. Um, How about Trey though, man? Like, yeah, yeah. It could be Trey. I think as well. Trey's sort but of half, Trey's... half of the people hate Trey Young though because one, the way he plays, and two, he he embraces the fact he's a villain. I think that's. I think I think it's gone up in everyone's books so, from that. To be I'll, honest, I was just gonna say, Carl. It's 
funny that you brought that point up because he's been all over the shop this offseason, like on TV. Like he was on fucking SmackDown the other week. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he was just in Madison like he, Square. Yeah, yeah, Madison Square Garden. Like yeah. he's he's really become one of the more popular players. Like if anyone's going to take that starting spot, and if the Hawks are good, like I'm banking, um, I think it's him. Like he's one of the more popular players around or going at the moment. It could be him. He he was All Star starter two years ago as well. Mm, um, mm. But he's not getting any votes in New York. No, he's getting zero, none. But that's <laughs> like that's that's a lot of lost votes. But, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Trey. I'm just saying there's an open spot, and you could you know, like Lamelo. He gets the highlights. Um, he does. He does. And you know, like traditionally, those highlight players are always get a lot of votes. Uh, mm. You go back to Vince Carter, obviously. Um, even when he wasn't a top, top player in the league. He he was still getting a lot of votes because he was Vince Carter. Um, mm. Jason Williams used to get a lot of votes back in the day as well. Yeah. Um, even though he never made an all-star game. But, yeah, I, I, could, I could see LaMelo getting, getting uh, sneaking in there, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone like Trey. Um, just a quick question for you, Aiden, because you follow them, obviously. Are mm. you confident in his development from year one to year two from what you've read and what you've seen so far? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's been – he's still doing the wrist exercises from when he broke his wrist. Mm. So I, I, I'm hoping that's just a strengthening thing and not a he came back too early and he's re-injured it type thing. But he, he did play – he's played in the preseason. Already has a highlight pass, the, the little bullet pass to um, someone who was cutting in underneath. Mm. Really nice pass. I, I think he's got the work ethic. Uh, that's one thing you can say about LeVar Ball is that he really got the he instilled a really high work ethic into his his kids. Even he's yeah. the one that um, blows them up and they stay humble and work hard. They don't, yeah. you know. And uh, I I think um, and with having someone like Terry Rozier as a teammate is mm. going to be invaluable to him because he's mm. going to you know he's going to keep working hard because Terry keeps working hard. And then as a coach like Borrego, who's a very good development coach. Um, yeah, I, I think I do think as long as the the wrist thing was a freak injury and he doesn't have some sort of like injury proneness, I definitely see him sort of taking a leap again this year. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because I'm kind of I'm banking on like him becoming like that nineteen seven and seven guy next this year. Yeah. Like I really feel like that's obtainable for him. And it's definitely. a great point. It's a great point you bring up about Lavar too, because you. Go look at his other son, Lonzo, who only a couple of years ago was a rubber shooter, and now he's turned himself into a really good shooter. So yep. that work really, ethic, yeah, yeah. fully so, reinvented his shot. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's you know, those boys do work hard on their game. So they are Even, really banking on on that. Look at look at the um the the summer league that Jello had. Yeah, he's like, on the NBA was, team now. Yeah, yeah, he was he was the uh, you know the talk of talk of the summer league. Um, you know, coming back from, you know, being mocked, basically, you know, oh, lead the league in steals, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, to, to being, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be, to being the talk of the, the summer league. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I think he's got the work ethic. He's got the right mentality. He's got the right people around him. I, I don't see any reason why he doesn't uh, take another leap this season. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1977 seems very obtainable to yeah. me for LaMelo. Yeah, I think, yeah. He's, he's going to be really good, man. There's no doubt. Yeah. Like, you know, before he got drafted, there was a lot of doubt around it. Like, mm. you know, 
Yeah, I was actually one. shoot in the NBA. You know, his defense was fucking pretty bad in Illawarra. Like, there's a lot of question marks. He sort of put all of that to rest. Like, he's yeah. he's going to be around for a long time. Mm. Um, all right, let's let's get into to wrap up our part one of our preview. Let's throw out a trade, uh, one that we think could happen. Um, I'll, I'll start um in this give you. You boys a bit of time to think. Uh, but my one is the Portland Trail Blazers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm. Um, mm. CJ McCullum, it's time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know how, where you're going, yeah. How many years has it been since, you know, CJ? 2014. <laughs> <laughs> been traded, right, yeah. But it, it's time. Norm Powell's there. Like it's yeah, there's just too many guards. It's time for a change for Portland. Mm. They need to do something. So I've packaged him up with uh, Roko, mm-hmm. shipping them to the Pelicans, where they Roko can definitely help in their you know their team defense there. I think he's a good fit alongside a Zion. And I ship back to Portland Ingram, mm. Kira Lewis Jr. and to make the money work Thomas Satarinsky. Mm. So they're getting back a a young point guard there to back up Dame and Kira Lewis. Sadoransky is sort of a veteran and uh, play both guard spots. And Ingram's is their scoring forward, which they've lacked um, over this time. And I think give, he needs a bit of a fresh start. I just don't like the bit of Zion and Ingram. Yeah. So I think this one's really the realistic to me. Mm. Like Ingram's sort of out of place. I just see the Pelicans failing really bad and shit just, just, sort of blowing up yeah. and like trading Zion is their last possible thing they will want to do. So I see Ingram as a real sort of movable asset before he becomes too much damaged goods here. Mm. And um, they can sort of bring in CJ to help, help Zion. CJ can sort of run a team alongside Zion here. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my way of thinking. So that's my, my sort of trade, which, which I think could happen. Mm. Um, I- I really what like do you guys that. Think? Yeah, I yeah. really like that. I think I think Ingram in Portland's a really good fit because you just slide Powell over to natural position, a shooting guard. Yeah. Um, it actually makes the lineup that much better. I really hate them starting Powell at small four. Yeah, like, same. I, I really hate it. It's three small. small guards. I don't I don't like that He's at six all. Six four at a stretch, Powell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a stretch, yeah. Um and then CJ, yeah, like are you thinking he would start at point guard, next to yeah. next to um like Nikhil, maybe. Yeah, I think it doesn't really matter here whether mm. it's Nikhil or Devonte. I think their defense is going to be bad anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, to me it doesn't really matter too much. I just I think CJ's you just go. This is your team to sort of run alongside Zion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether it's Devonte or um, Nikhil as your secondary guard. I think that's a solid, pretty solid three-yard rotation right there. Yeah. Mm. And then Josh I, I Hart already... would actually be my uh, other starter. I'd have Hart and Roko. Yeah. Uh, Hart, Roko, Zion. Zion at centre. Yeah. Well, I don't – I hate the going Zion fit. I just don't like it at all. It's it's hard. Like, at least Valanchunas stretches the floor a little. 
But yeah, I, I get what you say. I, I do agree. It's uh, it's still big and bulky. They both play down low. It's a weird that. fit, eh? Hey? I, yeah, I just yeah. think you just go fuck it. Just let's play Zion yeah. and Center and see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. They I need to do something in New Orleans. Uh, right. Which one of you boys want to go next? Uh, I'll go last because I'm still um, <laughs> yeah, figuring on. it out. Yeah, so Aiden can go. Okay. Uh, I've mentioned this one uh i don't know if it was on the pod or if we were just shooting the shit um but you mentioned twain earlier mm. tonight about um if cat gets pissed off in minnesota mm. and and puts in an official trade request mm. um there's a team that's been stacking up young assets and they get another superstar they're back to being title contenders. now my trade cat and pat bev get sent to golden state Fuck. For Wiggins, Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, and whatever draft picks Minnesota want. Um, my, That's my, game over. Yeah, my my <laughs> so my my thinking is, is is pretty obvious for Golden State. Like one, uh, Cat is a perfect fit next to Draymond. Two, Curry goes to the bench to start. Pat <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat Bev saying my time is now, We're like four years ago or something, to Steph is can now come true. <laughs> um, but I think, in, in all honesty, Pat Bev's a forty percent three point shooter himself. Him coming off the bench in Golden State, I think, is invaluable. Um, now, I, I Minnesota would probably push for Jordan Poole. And I think if that's if they say, hey, no, we want Jordan Poole, then Golden State's going to do it. Yeah. But I I left him out just because Minnesota still have a lot of small scoring guards as it is. Um, they still got D'Angelo. They still got Malik Beasley. So I I sort of left it. Um, but yeah, if if I don't think this deal's not getting done over Jordan Poole, but this yeah, um, you know, so Minnesota get three young guys to restart. And then they got they bring Wiggins, Wiggins back to, to, the, to the homeland. Um, How funny him, would that be? Yeah, let him, uh, you know, just he can be the guy that scores when no one else can score. Um, and, and then you know you build up, <laughs> and you build up, you build up wise. <laughs> yeah, I I, th- I think that move Beasley. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, you build up Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody. Anthony Edwards, like it's a pretty good young core to build around. Mm. You probably do the full bone thing, eh? You probably trade D'Lo too. Yeah. You'd you'd move D'Lo, you'd move Beasley. Yeah. yeah. Um, if if you could move Wiggins on again, you would. But I don't. I think that contract's there. I think you just keep him, let him let him jack up his shots until his contract expires. Type thing. Yeah. Man, the Warriors would be lethal, eh? Yeah. <sighs> oh, I think that puts them atop the West. To be perfectly honest. Mm. At Draymond, Clay, Curry, Pepev. I just I don't know who starts it. Oh, you could move Clay to Smallford and start Jordan Poole. Start mm. Pat Pep, man. Start Pepev. <laughs> it's insane. That inside and the out. Draymond, yeah. The inside out shit that Cat does. If you yeah. just chuck that into the Golden State system, it just it's like what do you do? Like you mm. can't do anything like on defense with that. Like. Fuck, if that happened, it would be game over. Like I just said, game over. Well, Cat's a premium three-point shooter, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not yeah. like, oh, he can shoot well for a big... He can actually no, no. shoot well for any NBA player. Like 40% type shooter, yeah. On, on like eight attempts a game. Yeah. It's insane. 
Yeah. And then having him next to someone like Draymond who can, you know, instill that, you know, that winning mentality, you know, mm. being an organization that, you know, has been probably up there with the Spurs the last decade in terms of just like being those well-run oiled machine organizations that can teach him about winning and stuff like, yeah, it, it would be amazing if that trade happened because it would be the whole the whole NBA Twitter and everyone else will be pissed off at the Warriors again. Because <laughs> <laughs> all all Cat would need to be is like loony on defense, like just be yeah. in the right spots. Yeah, that's all he has to do. Like, and he's like, man, with Cat too. Like I, I think a lot of times he gets a bit, um, his, he gets criticized for his defense a little bit too much. Like he does average around about two blocks a game. Like he's, it's not like he's washed or anything. Like he's pretty good on the not pretty good but he's serviceable on the defensive end and you just chuck him next to Draymond and his think, his play yeah. will roll, roll, rise up i think playing next to Draymond would actually teach him how to be a good defender too mm. i think yeah. yeah sorry i think cat has um copped it defensively mm. but and and he i think he's just been like caught being lazy a bit now and then mm. yeah. but i think a lot of it too is just sort of like that give like some of the perimeter defenders he's had on that team, yeah, just don't help him at all, man. Like, there's just no cohesion on defense, mm. and, and I think like he like sometimes your big suffers from that when the rest of your team like can't stop like any penetration and like he's just getting hammered. Mm. So I think he cops it a bit more than what, as you say, Twain. Mm. Um, he only averaged he only averaged one block last year, but. Like as when coming out of college, man, he was touted as like a defensive like player. That's yeah. Strange. And Wiggins is gone, and you know, same with Wiggins, like he's going to be like defensively like a beast, and they just both <laughs> both were sort of shit on defense. But yeah, I don't think Cat was all his fault. But um, yeah, interesting. All right, have you thought of a trade to him? Yeah, um, I have. It- Gonna be, it's kind of pretty boring compared to your guys' ones, but um, involves LeBron for <laughs> LeBron for Dwight Powell. No, um, just, I'm gonna go with my team. Um, like I said earlier in the pod, like I think it's gone to the point now with both sides, with Simmons and the front office, where they're gonna work out a trade. And I feel like this trade's been there pretty much the whole time. Um, I'll go Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum and a couple of pick swaps. You know, in 2023. Um, both teams benefit the most, or like they both get equally better on each end. So the Blazers end up be, being better defensively with Simmons there, and then offensively with the Sixers, they get better with a shot creator that can help take some pressure off Embiid and Tobias Harris. So I think that trade eventually gets done. Um, and yeah, I think everyone's spoken about it a lot, but I do feel like that's the most realistic trade for the Simmons. Um, saga for that to end because eventually I think it's going to come to the point where it is going to end. Um, they're just going to agree to play hard for now and then get it done in January, February. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty realistic, eh, I mm. think. That mm. one, like, I, I still think the Kings as well is sort of realistic mm. here for Philly mm. with Simmons. Um, what I do you reckon? Po- I did ponder the one that me and Aiden have spoken about it. In the past, is the um, I think it's Simmons for Halliburton, Bagley, and a couple of I think like a think, pick, or, uh, pick or something buddy, like that. Buddy, buddy as well, I think. Yeah, but yeah, Buddy 
Buddy Halliburton, Bagley, and a pick, I think it was, from Philly end. I think I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I would take that too. But I think from from just going off Maury's history, like he always wants to get bit like he wants to win the trade. So mm-hmm. um I don't think he feels like if he sends him to Sacramento, he's quote unquote winning, even though mm-hmm. I personally feel like for the future that's a better trade for him. That setting up the franchise going forward because I'm really high on Halliburton, as I'm sure you guys are as well, and he all yeah. fits in perfectly with that current Sixers team. And then Bagley's a project player that you can develop down the line, and hopefully you get him in your system and he starts becoming something. Um, mm. But I just feel with Maury, he's just going to eventually just be like, yeah, let's get CJ in. He gives us what we need. Simmons goes to a different situation. Just call it a day because, yeah, I think they still feel like they're in the title contention realm, which they are to a relative sense. But, um, yeah, I just feel like Maurice is going to, you know, pull the trigger rather. He'll want to, he'll want to all start back, makes sense, or play close to that caliber. Would you even do this if you're the Kings? Like, I wouldn't. If I was the King, if I was the Kings no. fans, I wouldn't. No. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't either. Those, two of those three have high potential and, you know, can become something. And he was a very valuable role player slash asset on the right team. Like he was a twenty point scorer for a couple. Really underrated couple. shooter too. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, people like, don't realize how good a shooter Buddy Heald is. Yeah. Oh, um, he's, yeah. He's he's top dead eye. Yeah, dead eye. He could help a number of teams. And yeah, I just if I'm a Kings fan, I wouldn't take that deal. But as a Philly fan, like if that was offered, yeah, I'd I'd do it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh. I just wanted to do a quick one yep. before um, the second one that I had before that one was um, just um, at, at the trade deadline of Houston. You know, Houston are going to be shit, as we all know. Um, I had Chris, Christian Wood for Dwight Powell and a top 10 pick in the 2025 draft. So Dallas end up with um, Christian Wood and then Dwight Powell goes back with, with a first round to Houston as well. I like it. Mm. I like Christian Wood. I think would work. Don't know the poor Zingas thing yeah, with him, mm. but I think you, I think if you do that, I think you've got to eventually move poor Zingas on. So if that's the case, another trade I have: KP for aforementioned Buddy Hield and another pick as well. So you get Buddy and Wood into the Dallas system. KP goes to Sacramento. Good as gold. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that too. Yeah. Heald and Dallas would be good. Yeah. I like that one. Um, yeah. I think I think Denver has a move to make too. I just mm. don't know what it is. Like, I really wanted to do one for them. So what's their asset? It would be MPJ, obviously. Yeah, but I don't think... I think they're committed on the AG mm. MPJ Jokic mm. thing and Jamal Murray. I think that is the question of who's that fifth guy on their team. And how do they upgrade that? Like maybe mm. it's Will Barton, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think they've got a move to make somehow. Mm. I'm not totally sold on the AG MPJ Jokic front court. I'm not team. sold on AG just as a as a player. Like I I don't <laughs> know. I just I I I know we spoke last year at the deadline about you know what he brings to the table and whatnot, but like watching him in that system it was pretty hard to watch at times like mm. he just seemed like it didn't it didn't fit properly if that made sense 
Yeah, like on paper, you think, okay, playmaker is your defense. He compliments Jokic. Mm. Um, still not great of a shooter, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah, it's it's weird, eh? Like I saw mm. some good flashes, like him cutting to the basket. Jokic just finds him, and he just. But then he had some games where he just couldn't finish. Yeah, and he just looked really rough. So, but mm. I, I still like Aaron Gordon. Um, just get over the dunk shit, man. Just come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aiden. Anything else to wrap up there, mate? Nah, nah. I haven't got any That's more uh, go. trades or anything. Big part one of the preview done. Thanks, Twain, for coming on. Um, I think this is the first one you've done with us. The big, the big award prediction. Mm. Is it? I think, I think we did a Mitzen one last year, but that that was a yeah. that was a big one as well. But yeah, no, it's good to be good to be on, boys. Like, can't wait for next week. Yeah, that should be another good over two hour podcast as normal. <laughs> mm, hard. <laughs> Cheers, Aiden, for coming on as normal. Uh, over and out. Cheers, boys.